it all falls apart. Well, then the yeah, the MF Pod CPU will come and remove your penis, which it did for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to episode ninety-one of the motherfucking <clears throat> podcast. Yay! Yeah, that's a nine and a one. This is, of course, the official podcast of the International Power Rock Combo, motherfucking ruckus from Denver and Chicago, respectively. Shit, yeah. I'm Aaron Howell. Uh, I'm Logan. I'm here. I'm Gordo. And we are joined in studio today with two awesome guys. One of them, a repeat, the only repeat I think we've ever done on the show. Hi, guys. Yeah, the Damn only food. the only returning guest, just because he had so much fun, he wanted to come back, and uh, we've been working on some stuff that's... I was just like hanging out with talking. my friends, and we're like dads and stuff now. And Dude, you're, you're only in it for the sponsors, and we know. Yeah. Dude, this is the rock and roll retirement plan. It's I like can't once wait you, to yell Matula. <laughs> once, once you like... Like can't go out as much. Like you can get the pass to go do a podcast with your friends for a few hours. You I know what I mean? I didn't tell my girlfriend until this morning. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on the calendar for three months. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. No, no, no. I get that. She was like, how long are you going to be around this morning? And I was like, ah, I'm going to leave it like one or two. And she was like, okay. That's uh, cool. And then what? And I was like, I'm going to go do the podcast. Yeah. Remember I told you. Ah, there you <laughs> which, go. Which I did. I told her. I told, I told her when we put it on the calendar. I actually, I time. actually have found that when I put stuff on the calendar way in advance, like Sarah's way more cool with it. Yeah, she's way more cool with it. It's like it's like it's been on the calendar for three months. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I told her right when we booked it. Yeah, then, yeah. And then that's the last I mentioned it until today. Yeah, you got that plausible deniability. It's like it's on February third. It's cool. <coughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, you'll remember that forever. There's nothing else that is <laughs> occupying your. Mental space. Yeah, no, no, um, uh, please not. welcome to the show, longtime listener, second time guest, longtime friend, the one and only Jay Party Lord is here. Woo! Woo! And then never listener, first time guest, <laughs> uh, relatively decent time acquaintance and friend. Yeah. Uh, please welcome Max Sherman. Hello. To the show, yes. and what's what's your what's your art name, Max? Um, well, Max. I guess just my Instagram handle is Kool Aid Mustache. I don't know if I'd actually say it was like an art name, but I you don't have an art name like Jay Party Lord. I don't have anything cool like that. Yeah, you don't have don't a know. sweet identity that people make fun of constantly. <laughs> a sweet brand. <laughs> I was and when I think of Jay Part, when I think of Party Lord, I think of like a guy that's like in a Hawaiian shirt, just like showing up, super extroverted and loud, and like, hey. Everybody, the party lord is not a, here. Not a socially anxious stoner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a guy who would like <laughs> rather have nails shoved under his fingernails <laughs> than like than hang out with a, a Hawaiian shirt guy with a tequila gun. I mean, I have I have Hawaiian shirts. I've got four. <laughs> I feel like when I first met you, you were on like a sober streak, and I was like, I don't understand yeah. where the party lord the party the party yeah. lord. But I take I breaks from drinking on and off, so. Yeah, yeah. No, that's smart. And I think the party lord would have that kind of that kind of foresight yeah. to know that that's you got a professional take party lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You gotta, let's let's be real. There's, also, partying doesn't always have to involve. That's right. Drugs yeah. and alcohol. That's Any, right. Anything can be a party. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I play in a band where like half our songs are about partying, and I don't even go out. Yeah. Like yeah. I do this podcast and I play shows, but yeah. I don't go. Like I'm going to a party tonight. I'm so going like to like the one-year-old's birthday party. No, but like that, a, that's like coming a, up. A meat and cheese party or something. No, we're having. Um, <laughs> we did the Super Bowl yesterday at Fire in the Mountain, 
So like our company mm. party, mm-hmm. we close down the shop for a deep cleaning, and then we have our company party the day after the Super Bowl because our Super Bowl is the Super Bowl is the busiest day of the year for us. Yeah, yeah. isn't that funny how businesses have like they have a party, but before it you have to like clean, to clean all the, the bowl shops. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 hey, we're gonna have a party, but first you're gonna clean uh, up all the shit you did this year. I also <laughs> love that the service industry Christmas party is. Literally months after the holidays. Yeah. Well, and it's usually at another place where there's <laughs> right? where there's service. So Dude. you're just like shitting on other service industry people. No, but I love uh, doing parties party. for uh, other companies because you know they're going to come in and tip the shit that, out of you. You know what that's I mean? That's true. Like, Everybody's going to get kind of drunk and just start throwing you 20s. Oh, just like, throwing yeah. money at you. Yeah. Dude, I went to the Shotgun Willie's Christmas party once, and well. it was fucking bananas, dude. Oh, really? Because it Weird. was... Well, no, because it was all the strippers, all the staff, <laughs> and then all the, like, regular regulars that, like, like all the people who, like, spend yeah. all their money at Shotgun Willie's, and then a bunch of male strippers. Just... Oh, and dude, curveball. The type of strippers <laughs> yeah. that strippers hire, system. dude. The type of strippers that strippers hire are fucking aggressive, man. Oh, they're like gonna hit you in the face with, with, their, their, with dick. their dicks. Yeah, like these mm. girls are like, "Come on, give it to me, motherfucker!" Like the way they blew off steam was having some beefcake just <laughs> smash them in the face with, with, <laughs> with sweaty balls. Just literally balls. throw dick at them. Yeah, man. All and right. it was fun, man. Oh, the food badass. was good. I mean, it was all we could drink. It was great. It was a long, long time ago. I don't know if I would have as much fun now that I don't drink. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of strip clubs to begin with. Yeah, me neither. But like, was it at Shotguns or was it was it? at Shotguns? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So you had I these mean, beefcake. You're telling me the Shotguns holiday party is not bananas. They closed down the old one, opened a new one, and turned the old one into a dispensary. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet it's even more. That's bananas. open till four a.m. or some shit like. I'll that. bet it's yeah, less yeah. bananas now because they've got the Maybe. dispensary. And everybody's mm. just like comatose from smoking fucking shatter and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> the staff, dude. One time, White Fudge did a uh, did like a, a dab party. Like it was some dab company that like bought out the Oriental and had a big smoke out. And I was like unfamiliar with it. Uh-huh. And we're up on stage doing a show, and there's just this haze over the crowd. And every time we would do a song, the crowd was like dead silent. <laughs> and we're like, oh, they hate it. That's no. what's going on is they hate it. And then we walk off stage and all these people with bleeding eyes <laughs> just like sitting in chairs, like looking like like drug addicts from Hollywood movies. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like uh, just yeah. like all zoned out. They're like, uh, dude, that show is amazing. Oh, my God. You guys are great. Thanks for... <laughs> Am I going to sweat this bad the whole time? Yeah. Probably. Well, you overdressed. I know. Well, it's fucking cold out there. It's cold out there. It's warm in here. It's okay, man. We can get naked. Yeah. You got a lot of hair. <laughs> hey, first of all, let me say, Jay, I'm really glad you're back on the show, dude. Me yeah. too. I'm really yeah, glad you're here. Happy to be here. You've been like, you've been like the biggest supporter of the show, and since we started working together, and Max, you too, since we started working together on our our new like little rebrand prod project like you and I have been talking a lot and we've been working really hard and you've you've been one of the the number one supporters of what we do and I really appreciate that man yeah man I'm having a good time yeah it's fun uh, I like what you guys are doing I think it's admirable to try to do something new and different especially in the current music scene in Denver well you got to 
Yeah, you know, and I think you have to diversify, man. Whether or not you feel like it's working all the time, it's. I think it's working, and I think you will have something to show for it in the long run that you will be proud of. It's a slow movement, after that, all. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, though. And is I'm, like, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Honestly, the, I had a slow movement this morning. <laughs> I had a really fast movement. I was just yeah. waiting for Dude, that one. Dude, since I got a squatty potty, all my movements are fast. Dude, like that my, thing will change your awesome. life. My toilet game is strong. These days. You have a bidet now too, don't bidet you? Oh damn, that's tight. Body. And like my Browns at home are like a yeah man a private special time. You have the you have like the same problems I do using the squatty potty because your like legs are real thick. Yeah, and you gotta like <laughs> you gotta like drunk. find a like interesting you gotta like, stretch before position you position to get in there. Yeah. And you gotta like. Ease them around, and then like your butt cheeks are too close together, yeah. so you got to fucking finagle and that. You're at scenario. such a comfortable position; you have to like angle right. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I thought that that shit was just like a, a little gimmicky no. product, but that shit really works, man. Yeah, man. Science, dude. Dude, yeah. it unkinks your butthole like, like it. My oh, my hemorrhoids have all but disappeared. Like, and granted, those of you who have been listening to the show for a while, I did go see Doctor Longscope, and that. Got that taken care of. That is his real name. It's. I think it's actually Long Cope, oh, but okay. because he's a proctologist, I called him Doctor Long Scope. Yeah, because I thought that was way cooler. Um, it is pretty good. Yeah, that was a yeah. Chewbacca beer. But but <laughs> like, dude, the squatty potty <laughs> has good. just made everything come out like one nice long unbroken I swear stream by of it. brown. I swear yeah. by it. And and the bidet. Uh-oh. Ooh, oh, what's we what's got making fuzzy. bad noise? Did I do it? Is it my? It's I. I touched something. Uh oh. <laughs> huh? 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 Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. This is how we're opening the All episode, right. huh? It went away. It's gone uh, now. Poop and technical <laughs> difficulties. It went away. Well, the the bidet. I've saved so much money on toilet paper. It's paid for itself. <laughs> <laughs> Just be, I didn't even think of that. Who did you use yeah. for your bidet services? Uh, cheap and on Amazon. It was like thirty five dollars. Excellent. I could have spent like seventy or eighty to get the like heated one, but I was like, you know, whatever. Hot water. So it wakes you up in the morning. But uh, I think I'd rather have cold water on my butthole than hot water. It depends on what time of day it is. If you're getting yeah, ready to go to bed, it depends on what time of bidet it is. If you're <laughs> if you're like getting Rewind. ready to go to bed, if you're getting ready to go to bed, let's go with take two. If you're getting ready to go to bed, <laughs> I would say you'd want the warm one because it would relax you. But mm-hmm. if you're getting up in the morning, I would say the cold stream, right? Can I get icy burst right in there. Yeah. Can I, get, can I get a warm water bidet with a little spritz of lavender? Yeah. <laughs> I think after, you can. After the morning coffee shit, then you go in, you get the icy burst. Yeah, man. I feel yeah. that. I feel that. So, for those of you who are you listening, a piece of gum at the end. <laughs> yeah. icy yeah. burst gives you a lollipop like the dentist does. I Denver. will say, nice. I will say it has a it has a little knob on it that you can like uh-huh. turn up and down, and you have to start slow. Yeah, like when you first get that thing, you're like, cool. Oh, you got to start you, with a little. <laughs> you get lifted off of the motherfucker. <laughs> See, you were you were talking about that, and that part actually scared me a little bit. I was like worried about. Like the abrasive nature of a jet stream in my asshole. Oh, so like, we've we've gone over this on here before, huh? Like, have okay. you like have you ever used a power washer before? Yeah. Like that stream will cut your skin. You know what I mean? So I just started imagining this like high yeah. pressure spray. It's not for cleaning your butthole, Aaron. 
If you're letting somebody clean your butthole with a power washer, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, that was what I was thinking about as far as, like, a spray. It's like, if it's too low pressure, it's not going to clean anything off. Like, I have I have a shower with one of those wands in it, mm-hmm. and I'll, like, take it down to the burst. And sometimes I'll... Shower. Yeah. Sometimes I will take the right off the toilet shower, save toilet paper, you know, oh, and just... A shower. Yeah, a shower. Yeah. A shower. Shower power. Do that every morning. And I'll like (laughs) blast out the stuff that's in there, and it takes a fair amount of pressure to release the stuff that's like caked on there. So I'm like trying to imagine like when they were testing this product, when they were beta testing the bidet, when they're bidet testing it. (laughs) (laughs) Bidet testing. Bidet testing. When you're bidet testing. There's a Star Trek joke. How many bidet jokes are we going to make this episode? Hey, these are the warm-up jokes, man. It's getting everybody comfortable. You start with poop, and then you move into the socio-political stuff and art. It depends on who you have in here. We had... um, um, in the company of serpents. Oh, Grant. Yeah, Grant, we had, Grant, we had Grant from and, and, Grant. And I love Grant. I was just lost the whole time. He was talking about some oh, deep yeah, Grant. shit. I started listening to that one, and even I was a little like, whoa. He's hard right. to keep up with, dude. Yeah, Grant. Oh, man. I saw him, last time I saw him, was, he was, was playing D&D at True. And like, oh, he was, he was talking about that on the show. He was talking about how he was going to start playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw him playing down there with uh, Gordon from Call of the Void and a couple other dudes. And like, yeah, he can... He can talk, and both of us it, had to be like, "All right, dude, it was, he's, you're he's leaving. a well-read dude, man. Here. It was very interesting, and he. Yeah. I, it's not like I zoned out and didn't pay attention, yeah. but I was just like, "Wow, I just have things to learn." And there's I have a, no there's a deep, input. There's a deep well of, well, depth. <laughs> well, <laughs> the well is deep. There's a deep well of. The, yeah, there it well. is. The, the deep well. The, the deep well is deep. I'm going to not talk. Deep now. calls to deep. <laughs> no, I, um, <laughs> so I listened to the episode on Christmas Eve, and I think when we were actually recording it, I felt a little more like. I felt a little more out of my element, but then listening to it after the fact, I was like, oh, no, that was a nice conversation. He just had was introducing a ton of information that was unfamiliar to me, and so, like, a lot of the anxiety I was experiencing during the actual episode was just, like, the process of integrating new information into my, my consciousness. Yeah, you know man, for I mean? sure. It was intense. But that's how a good conversation should be. Yeah. Well, but you, meant, you mentioned earlier, it, when, before we went down the bidet rabbit hole... <laughs> Before we went down the hole with the bidet, um, that old you, you were talking about like even if you feel like it's it's not working, and I think that like when I look back on like things that we've accomplished in the last year or five years mm-hmm. or ten years, it's easy to look at it in the big picture and go, oh wow, that was a lot of stuff that happened in that period of time. Yeah, but when it was going on, it felt like failure after failure after failure. Yeah, and, and it, it moves so quickly. Yeah, and. It, and and this stuff, and this stuff takes time to aggregate. It mm-hmm. takes time to compound and to like to grow. And I understand that. Yeah. And I just am very impatient in general. And Which is easy to do in the in the internet fucking sphere right. that we live in now, where it's right. like so much instant gratification and so much like just like everything's like now and gone and now and gone and now and gone. And it's like. Uh, people trying to get famous off of moments but it's not like people are trying to get that like one yes that gets them that like five minutes of fame but I don't think that's the best way to be like long term right like do stuff I haven't smoked today so I'm a little hey speaking of which we smoked that joint yeah I think that's a really cool idea yeah Um, yeah man so I mean it's it's like 
Yes, I definitely have a lot of times where I feel like I'm failing, and I am. I'm failing more than I'm succeeding, but it's like if you're flying a plane, you're off course more than you're on course. You yeah, know well, I mean? and like you can't succeed without a whole bunch of failure. Like, right. Well, you, and you don't get any, like, the, the more shots you take, the higher percentage that you can make shots, but also the higher percentage of shots you're going to miss. Did Michael Scott say that? Is that who that was? <laughs> Fucking probably. I don't have my world's best boss coffee mug. <laughs> I got that at Spencer Gifts. <laughs> I brought my rad dad mug to work, and, and people were making that joke at me. They're like, did you get that for yourself? I'm like, no. My baby's mom got it for me. It's the world's best Boss Coffee mug. I got which it. Is, which is gets. what you got for your first Father's Day, and you got her like an espresso machine for Mother's Day. No, no, no. She bought oh, okay. us both cups. Oh, it was cool. like like because we were drinking a lot of coffee. I think more coffee than we expected that we were going to drink. Because you know you're up every day at five thirty, six o'clock, which I like, and I get most I get most of my work done during that time. You know, Ransom and I sit down and we play and we make music and stuff, and then when he's kind of doing his own thing. I sneak away for a minute and write something or return some emails or set. or get myself fucking enraged by reading what I see on the internet cuz yeah, people just are don't gross. read the internet. I'm I glad I'm glad I started listening to the uh is it Jason or Justin LaSalle mm. from Max Justin, Justin LaSalle. Justin. I started listening to that episode yesterday. And I was happy to hear that you deleted your Facebook. Um, well, it's back on because I have to use it. I have to use it. And, and, but I'm trying to... So what I've started doing, and this actually kind of ties into one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about, I have started aggressively unfollowing people. Good. Mm. Um, I have a few criteria. You know, first of all, if you are nasty or a troll in any way, I just unfollow you right out the gate. I unfollow ideologues. I unfollow uh, anyone so who uses wackos. Yeah, I unfollow wackos. D- define nasty. That's like a grandma term to describe somebody. So. Like talking yeah, like shit Hillary is Clinton. funny. <clears throat> I am into talking shit, but the people who do it with the express purpose of like fucking hurting someone's feelings, like I am no longer going to pretend that I'm a tough guy. And if it's, uh, if it's beyond playful chiding, yeah, if it's bo- beyond playful chiding, if it's someone who is like deliberately trying to like gang up and fucking do harm to somebody, I unfollow them. Like I, I unfollow, um, I also unfollow anyone who uses the term sports ball. <laughs> like I think that is one of the most childish things that you can like. Well, it's like it's just the same level of disrespect that you probably have for other people. What it is? Hey, by by the way, uh, way to go, chefs. Yeah, way to yeah, go, chefs. Go, chefs. <laughs> yeah, man. Division rivals or not, like I was very happy with the outcome of that Super Bowl. It was fun, but we'll get it. We'll get into that more. We'll get. In, we'll talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. But um, you don't have to. One one of the things that uh, that I uh, I had a conversation with our buddy Joaquin, who's the president of our Turbo Yugen chapter. Uh, we had we had a little. I'm a member of. Your I know Turbo you Yugen are. Chapter. I know. I said our the royal hour. Oh, okay. You pointed at Logan. And no, I I did this. Just the, the pinky and the thumb were both involved. The pinky and the thumb were both involved. Uh, Boomeranged it. But uh, we were talking about well, one of the things that he's doing is he's very on this, like, don't yuck my yum kick. So that's another group of people that I unfollow. The the yum yuckers. The the purposefully negative people. The, who the are people to who knock are, you off your horse. For right. No, the people for no who, other reason than the, to make themselves then feel get better. reach. Then get a, reach. That'd be a good. Uh, the bullied kinda, bullies. 
like grimy punk rock band name. The Yum Yuckers. Yum Yuckers. <laughs> yeah. Gordy will Mellow Harshers. Gordy will front it and they won't be allowed anywhere. <laughs> not, not our Gordy, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, I know who you're talking about. Punk forever, forever punk. Or no, the, the, the... Punk whatever. <laughs> the whole thing behind, like, I was resistant to doing that for a while because Tony, the point that Tony always brought up is he's like, I want to see all the different points of view I can. He's like, I want to hear different perspectives. And I went, you know, and finally I had to come to this point where I'm like, I can get that from news articles. I can get that from podcasts. I can go seek it out on my own terms. But if I'm just scrolling through a feed, if you're only going to get so much information, I don't want any of the information coming from my feed to just be haters and shit talkers. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm not interested in it. I think it misrepresents the real discourse that is going on in the world. For sure. I think the real discourse that is going on, especially on hot button topics, I think most of the useful conversation is happening in podcasts. It's happening on on YouTube to a degree, Mm. which will probably change soon because YouTube premium and, and... all, all the other stuff that they're rolling out. Oh, but yeah, they're sure. red flagging all that shit, huh? For sure. Yeah, they're, they're starting... Somebody will make a new venue for it, yeah. though. Like, oh, yeah. If, if it needs to be there, happen. it'll happen. There's a demand is, for it. Which is good news, and just like you said on that episode, is like, I believe in people. Well, you know? if I find myself starting to dislike someone because of their consistent behavior on social media... Yeah. If I am starting to find myself disliking someone that I otherwise like, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want to engage with your internet persona. Period. I, I, I don't engage, but I also like to see how far down that crazy rabbit hole people will go, you know? I, don't, I get sucked I don't engage into that. with it, but like, there are some people that I'm still friends with because I'm like, you Dude, just like to read it. Posts fucking wackiest, <laughs> dumbest shit. Yeah, and I gotta see what he's gonna. It's do like a like car that. crash. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. gotta go through their feeds sometimes and, and yeah. watch. Like you just see it and you're like, what? A lot of the times, sometimes Sorry, I've man. I've tried to like engage with them <clears> and I get to the end of it and I'm like. That was a waste of my time. Never mind. Never mind. Just delete it before you even post it. Is I end up, what ends up happening is people occupy my mind. I'm good for now. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'll kill it. All right, cool. People end up occupying my mind during other parts of my day. Yeah, man. I'm sitting with my kid. Yeah, right. And I'm having an imaginary fight with some idiot (laughs) I barely know on the internet. Well, and you're weighing in on a thing that, like... like, you can obviously tell you're not going to change this person's mind. Right. What's the point in engaging it? Right. Like, and if you get into the argument, if you engage... Well, and they're probably just posting it for attention. Right. They're, they just need some attention. They're thirsty. Right. Yeah. Right. And... Parasocial relationships, is that what Justin called them? There there was... Uh, yeah. I, there's there's a... I'm still listening. Well, and the, the people, <laughs> what people post is not ne- necessarily an, an indication of what their true values are. For sure. You know, mm-hmm. you, can, you can have someone who is, is posting about a certain cause and then living like a total hypocrite off, offline. You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? People can be whoever they want. And I just... Yeah, it's like a giant game of the fucking Sims. Even even if to a degree I'm putting my head in the sand, which one one could arguably make, you know, could make the case for that. I don't want my time outside of that interaction or outside of that moment to be occupied by that 
fight or that stress. Well, and I think that's something that I know me and Max have talked about before is like as as we get older, it's less about the quantity of time you spend doing things and the quality Especially when you got kids, man. Time. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you got kids. But I mean, even even rolling into my thirties, I was starting to feel that. And I know you're right, right there, right now. And it's like, uh, it's just like, would you rather spend the time that's like now you're you're cresting the hill and you're like, oh, like this time's getting shorter and shorter. Like, would I rather spend it doing the things I give a shit about or just engaging bullshit that I have no fucking use for? I, it's also not worth like I don't know. I always get bummed out on other people's negativity that like ends up bringing me down where I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't, it sucks to be like, Oh man, I was having a great day. And then I somehow got in this mental argument with somebody. And now I'm just kind of (laughs) like frustrated and pissed and every little fucking thing the rest of the day. I'm like, throws me off there was right. a yeah it's like there you, was a, you go there for a dopamine hit and then it just crushes your shit yeah. well right you know, there was like, a, okay you know like great there was a time like a few years right. ago where i used that as like a mental workout where you're like okay i'm gonna go fucking like throw a couple punches with people but it's not it's no longer a reasonable discussion with most people right it's, it's just like name calling and bullshit well the only and, people and who are gonna people engage with you are gonna attention. be unreasonable people exactly. or most let me put it this way. The people who are going to engage for any amount of time are going to be the people with the least to lose, with the least to do, yeah. and and the most to say. You know, yeah. not even the most and, to say. And the, the, most, the greatest and the quantity most of unwavering opinions that are like right. probably the least helpful. Right. Yeah. I, I guess I also like at the time I got locked into the thing that I think a lot of us get locked in, that all, all of us who engage in that get involved in, which, which is just the gravity of your own opinion. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I've got an opinion that could really help people. You know, I, could, I should be out there participating in the conversation, really trying to make a difference. And it's yeah, like, Yeah, because you watch too many episodes of West Wing or whatever. Well, and... Think you're gonna fucking save the world as a politician? You're not Barack Obama. Shut the fuck up and go back to bed. There are billions of opinions out there. Literally billions of opinions. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and they all stink. And and the other thing is 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 the other the other thing with the asshole comparison is they're not that unique. Nope. You know, it's it's <laughs> the, it. Your asshole is not a snowflake, even though it's kind of shaped like a snowflake. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, there is some you can have your conversation with the people in your immediate sphere of reach one on one. That's what I love about doing. One of the things I love about doing on this show is I can sit down and have a conversation with people face to face. I can I can satisfy <laughs> that urge to have that conversation with someone, but I'm not sitting there. Not even engaging, yeah. not even commenting, but just reading something someone says and then spending the entire day making my case yeah. in my head. Well, and it just takes up all your energy. Right. There's it's so many There's so many better things to be spending time on. Right. You want to sit down and be productive and you're like, oh, I have this whole plan for today. I want to sit down and like draw these four t-shirt graphics or something. Then you're like, can't stop thinking about this dickhole on Facebook. <laughs> I know. It sucks. Like, right? Yeah, the last fight I got in was when I lived in your apartment now yep. because Max lives in my old house. 
And it was like, it was an argument over how many of Danzig's records were good. (laughs) (laughs) I spent like four fucking hours with this dude being like, one and two. Fuck that. That's it. That's all. That's it. And he was like, dude, one through fucking five. And I was like, no. Nope. No. Yeah. And we got in like a really stupid argument. And then I was like, why? Why? I don't. What was the purpose of that? I don't fucking care. I'll just listen to the two I like and you can think whatever you want. And then you couldn't even enjoy those two for the whole day. No. Well, especially anyone who is going to make any sort of value judgment about arts or entertainment which are a total subjective experience yeah it's okay to dig what you dig and shut the fuck up yeah 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 Yeah. like that that's the thing anybody that you're going to get into that with they are doing it for the sole purpose of saying i have something that i want people to know about me through knowing what i dislike you know it's the the thing the whole the the i'm just going to say it the beatles are overrated like that thing has become a meme like that has mm-hmm. become and like I totally used to be that guy, and now Same I'm here. Just like, but it, er- I don't it enrages care. you, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, it enrages <laughs> you. I used to be that guy though, and I used to like getting into those arguments. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I guess the big change is I'm just like, I don't have the energy because it's just going to be another fight tomorrow. You but know what are I mean? The battle, are, are the are the battles, the are battles. the Beatles <clears throat> better than Danzig? I, I mean, I would say they have more good records. Yeah. I have successfully completely <laughs> they, derailed they, this conversation. They, Thank you. Can, we probably needed they that. They they Gordo, that's exactly yeah. what you need to continue doing because me and him. They have a greater know. body of work. They can sing a lot better than Dan's. <laughs> well, I'm, personally, I'm, actually, I'm a fan of the work that they did together. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. a fan when, of the work they I, did. I love the collaboration they did. Hell yeah! I think that was back in you know '63. Yeah. Oh, Danzig and the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, actually cause, talking because Danzig's a werewolf. I was actually yeah. talking last night when we were watching the the, the Super Bowl halftime show at work about have you seen that Shears mashup butt. somebody did yes. with wait, and who is, who is talking Danzig? about the same shit <laughs> were you yeah so you're gonna I sent that that video who, who did like that who was on this halftime gosh Shakira and J-Lo Shakira and J-Lo do we have any way Shakira featuring J-Lo uh Oh, it was. No, they're both the same age now. I think J Lo headlined over Shakira. J Lo has oh. enough money well, now see, that right she's there, they the same age up now. already. Well, it's the thing. It's the <laughs> thing that they do with with the Super Bowl halftime show, where it's a lot of and then this person and then this person. And- yeah, but nobody's ever gonna fucking steal the show from Left Shark because that's the best guy ever. Like, <laughs> sorry, who? Left Shark. Shark? The background dancer for when Katy Perry did the halftime show. I don't think I just, saw it. He, oh, like he I know. He didn't I know what learn you're talking any about. of the steps, and he was just randomly dancing behind her. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Rene Cordero did a tattoo of it, and it made like fucking international oh, yeah. news. It what? Was, it was wasn't yeah. Maddie yeah. Shark on TV because of that? Yeah, he did it on Maddie from High Dive. Maddie Shark. Oh, and that's then, what that was. Yeah, yeah. Got, I missed yeah, it. He got that tattoo like two days later, like or the next day. Yeah. And the world was like, and a guy already has the tattoo. It's like, <laughs> how crazy is Going that? now to Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Like, okay, so on that, With on that topic, grater. on that topic. <laughs> so, and, and related to what we were talking about, about people and their fucking opinions. Yeah. I'm at work. I'm spending most of the day selling chicken wings. Yeah. Most of my entire day is selling chicken wings. I'm like barely catching a play or two here. You know what I mean? Like it's one of our top sales days of the year. We don't even do dine-in business. We only do call-ins and we're like giving people time slots. And 
you know, we we murdered thousands of chickens yesterday, right? <laughs> personally? Uh, yeah, personally. We just we kill our wings. own chickens in the backyard. Dude, and so it's this whole operation. Like it's just it's, for their arms and it's legs. It's really amazing stuff, like how much wings people No how titties. Ma- no chicken yeah. titties going out. <laughs> how much chickens people somewhere. buy. So you know, I'm seeing the game here and there. Mm. I'm like watching the score kind of go back and forth. I'm like, man, this is a this is a good Super Bowl. Like, this is cool. And it's yeah. like, hey, man, look, the the, the 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 plays at the end of the game were really exciting. And the Super Bowl halftime show, I didn't even have the audio on. And I was like, fucking J-Lo and fucking Shakira. And the girls are sitting at the bar watching, and they're having a great time mm-hmm. just watching J-Lo and Shakira, right? Yeah. And it was that, pretty cool. That isolated, it was a really cool performance. <laughs> that isolated <laughs> vacuum of experience. You know, we're having a good time. We're, we're seeing, yeah. we're having, seeing all this stuff. That was a totally enjoyable thing. Yeah. Go home, go to sleep. Next day, I get up, and just the internet is a cesspool. Yeah. Of just people arguing about yeah, the man. fucking game and arguing about yeah. supporting division I, rivals. I engaged a Shakira and and fucking JLo discussion this morning on Instagram. People getting I on soapboxes. Yeah, people getting soapboxes about what is family friendly entertainment and yeah, what man. the Super Bowl halftime show used to be and and why are we sexualizing women gross. and nobody's saying anything about Adam time. Levine and, and lip syncing and fucking and there was a big thing about the Puerto Rican flag like they they put up the Puerto Rican flag before uh, they put up the the American oh, flag you know what I mean oh, fuck like, see that up. That right xenophobic there. nationalist weirdos. But that's the most thing, of the dude. people that bitch your about flag. it are the same person that voted, or the same people that voted for the pussy grabber. They're like, yeah. right. why well, are we and they also, this? They also like, complain. You voted for the pussy grabber. They complain dude. about everything having to do with the flag. They haven't read any of the actual fucking national rules where it says you're never supposed to display the flag on any article of clothing. You're never supposed to wear any article of clothing. That is printed like the flag. This is the it's thing, severely though. disrespectful, and they fucking dick grab the Constitution all day. Nothing. Mind you, I have no problem with most of the Constitution, but shut the fuck up or read That's it and know thing. what you're talking about. And none it's of this not... would have happened if the Dandles would have played the halftime report. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but that, that's the thing, is it's not Please any... keep calling it the halftime report. It's not any... <laughs> is that not what it is? What is it called? This week on the halftime report. <laughs> Shakira shakes her ass. Um, they... That's, that's next. J-Lo shakes her ass. There's not any more or less of the people who are doing that on a thousand other subjects. There's yeah. just a platform which generates its revenue from advertising dollars from people being glued to that thing. So they have they whatever is getting the most attention is going to shoot straight to the top. Mm-hmm. So your whole feed just gets completely full yeah. of these people screaming about whatever happened that day. We're living and in I'm, a dystopian Rutger Hauer movie. But we're not. The <laughs> illusion of it is happening. That isolated we're, event we're of me, in the running, man. Which me one, and no. my like Hell yeah. 20 co- <laughs> right? Blind but justice. But we're none of, so we're none of the, the cool characters. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You guys ever seen Blind Justice, the one that Rucker Hauer was in? No. I've it was the one where one. he was he was the blind samurai guy. Oh, the okay. blind ninja. I heard about this one. That's yeah, yeah. great. 
Dude, Rucker Hauer did everything. Yeah. He did every movie. Like, people yeah. would just show up to his house and, like, not even give him that much money. They'd give him a They'd few bucks. would be like, bucks. hey, do you want to do this weird movie? And he'd be like, yeah, yep, why not? I do. I mean, Hobo <laughs> with a Shotgun is one of the... They that made, was cool. That they movie, made that yeah, movie based rules. on the trailer from the fucking Grindhouse double feature. Right, yeah. They made a yeah. fake trailer for the movie, and then somebody that's, was like, bankroll that shit and get how, Rucker Hauer. That's how Machete happened also. Yeah, Machete was mm. one of them, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I remember, I remember the I Machete thing. I didn't know uh, Hobo with a Shotgun was too. Yeah, that's really. And those cool. those trailers were awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Uh, those are those two of my favorite awesome. movies. Yeah, yeah good release. I love that shit. For those sure. Grindhouse movies and it's were just awesome. Mm-hmm. Over the top for being over the top. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's a fun night yeah. at the movies right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another. Speaking that, of which, you ever seen Over the Top? <laughs> you yeah. ever seen Over? <laughs> you know, it was a great movie. A really over en- the top. A really engaging Stallone <laughs> action film <laughs> no. about arm wrestling. Yeah, yeah, man. I re- I remember seeing that and thinking it was a good movie. Sammy Gadar did the uh, soundtrack. Did song. he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he really? Nice. Over the top. I'm trying to think of who wrote the fucking Ninja Turtles theme song now. Vanilla Ice. Win- Winner yeah. takes it all. I believe no. is the name of this. Yeah, it's like Sammy Gadar <laughs> sign. Vanilla Ice. They t- Dude, or the Vanilla, song Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The, the show, yeah. yeah, that one. The, the, oh, the oh, Teenage oh. Mutant Ninja it's, oh, oh, it's, yeah. it's an actual, he's like famous for much Fuck. more interesting things. Do you know? Uh, yeah, I, I watched the, the shows that made us. The, the like, toys that the made, toys made us. That made yeah. us. Yeah. Like uh, the history uh, of the Teenage Mutant Remind me and I'll try to bring you the Turtle Power documentary that I just got off Amazon. It's fucking That's pretty cool. Yeah, he was talking about how he wrote that theme song and he was like, I have to give... A background story for him in like 30 seconds yeah you know i have to say what yeah, this fuck is who was that? i'm trying to think he's like a famous director now or something like that like he's he does something big and important in mm-hmm. hollywood where they they put him up on screen and i was like oh shit okay that's interesting gordo are you looking it up i'm looking up so much shit right now i have no <laughs> idea <laughs> well and then and then i didn't realize which was turtle power documentary taught me and i'm sorry we're derailing again i don't give a but, shit but uh golden harvest the kung fu movie chain put those movies out which is like the like king of like <laughs> 80s bad kung fu well shit. The, the the teenage like, mutant ninja turtles movies were presented more like classic kung fu movies yeah <laughs> well that's because they were made in a classic kung fu movie right. studio they were made by golden harvest <laughs> I had no idea. Which that's is really like cool. that's the that's the uh, I, I have that Spaz shirt that says Golden Harvest Hardcore on it nice. because they're super into kung fu movies. Right, and that's, that's like the their production jam. studio. That, that was a good move on their stuff. part. Like those movies aren't like great. Yeah. By yeah. Any means, Kids but, loved like, them. Getting getting like dude. Kung fu if if you want if you want to really go movies. engage with the fucking annals of the internet and people's stupid fucking opinions, tell people you like the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Oh my god. Dude, but the people second one, the first one I thought was weird, but the second one was super awesome. People want to peel back my head and shit into my body <laughs> because I like both of them. I think they're cool. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has never been a solid storyline. It's always bounced around. Like every re- everything has been a reimagining. Well, yeah, it's been and it's, it's the, been like, done over and done and over and done. Yeah. By mm-hmm. tw- <laughs> oh shit. No way we have this capability? Yeah. Man. Wow. He's going to have to add it back in and post, but we can do it. <laughs> oh, we can't hear you. <laughs> Meet me halfway <laughs> across the sky. 
What is this? It's Kenny Loggins. Oh, okay. What is this from? Over the top. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, here it comes. Here it comes, guys. This is from Over the Top? Is this a romantic scene? (laughs) Yeah. What scene is that? It's terrible. It's where they reach across the the table and lock hands, and instead of fighting, they just French kiss each other. No, that's that's the sca- that's the, the Sammy Gadar song. I'm gonna get an email from YouTube Two tomorrow. Two big truck drivers, <laughs> tongue <laughs> kissing like, over their muscles. License material, dude. It's so weird. Oh, like yeah, how we, on top we have of so many are. eyes on us yeah. on this show, dude. No, that's the thing though. Is like YouTube. Whatever they're doing, they can like if you've got a song on the radio in the background, you'll get an email they have from like YouTube the that Shazam is like, "Hey, technology. just so you know, you were listening to something on your show, and and it's not gonna take your video down, but you might get demonetized. Just so you know, dude. Like, uh, did you see Justin Bieber's ad that he put out that was like, put my song on while you're sleeping, put." You know, like turn the volume all the way down and put it on repeat so I can get to number one on Spotify. Did you see that shit? No, That's a, no. I missed pretty, all the ads. It was pretty brazen. Like he uh, just bought gaming the, money? the system algorithm shit I have ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. No, uh, tell me about it. I don't know, but about I it. but I know even... about a famous punk rock uh, record label that has a room full of old cell phones plugged in, charging, streaming their releases. <laughs> Dude, Levi, and... Levi from thirteen thirty two told us to do that. He's yep. like, you should get everybody in your band to get an to extra stream, phone to stream your stream stuff it. on every device you can all day, every day. Yeah, I just he, like, read a story about uh, a dude farming with, a dude with a, a wagon full of ninety nine phones, and he made it look like oh, there was yeah. a traffic jam. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just phones? he rolled it down an empty street, and uh, <laughs> yeah, man, made it look like there was a traffic jam. Dude, a big part, of, a big part of our data. Oh, I love it. If you if you look at our Spotify data. The drunken fry in Oklahoma City directly affects our numbers. Does it? Like there, we get like a decent, a, a fair percentage of our overall streams uh-huh. comes from bartenders at various bars in Oklahoma well, City. They'll put them on yeah, when they're yeah. bartending, but right. also I've heard from other people they just leave it on at night, yeah. right? And they'll just mm-hmm. like pick yeah. a band and loop it. Yeah, and just let it roll. Yeah. That's really funny that that fucking. Uh, Justin Bieber just was like, my fans will do whatever I oh, ask. Oh, that's him to what do. I was gonna say. Yeah. I looked up Justin Bieber on the internet this week as well, except I was just looking for videos of him slamming on his skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's hilarious is that the ad actually has instructions at the bottom for if you use a VPN, how to like it's like turn off VPN on your phone so you can get we want make sure the streams are coming from America. And it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? This is really detailed information on how to game the system and game your numbers wow. and get your number one single, you little prick. Dude, I hope he gets what a fascinating no, time to be alive, I don't, man. But. Because what we're seeing now is we're seeing like the system going into chaos before it reorgan like before mm-hmm. it hits the bifurcation point I mean, and it all falls apart. We're watching the simulation build itself. Yeah. From inside of it. That's, oh, dude! <laughs> <laughs> Dude! What are hey, we talking about in the car? It's turtles all the way down, right? Hey, man. Yeah. Um, from <laughs> talking about the I want to. I want to introduce so Max. I want to introduce Max. I want people who don't know who Max is, because people people who follow the show know you who you are. Talk Jay. much. 
No, I, I don't either. I want to okay. create. I want to <laughs> yeah. create that opportunity for him to talk, man. Yeah, man. So, hey, Max. How's so, it going, buddy? Max, Max is probably my favorite artist in Denver right now. Fantastic oh, artist. Uh, if you've been to the the pie hole in Denver, you've definitely seen his work. He did the big pizza beach party volleyball tournament. The the there's the piece right of on, pizza man. with rock and tits. Yeah, awesome. there's Sam a pizza Pearson, with right? yeah. That was with Sam Pearson. We that was like the first it's big collaborative. Like, Big piece I did, and it was, it was super fun. That but thing's been up there for fucking ever, dude. I know. It's really it's cool. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's it is awesome. Well, thank you. And then uh, for people who follow the band, uh, you did our shirt, which is the van being chased. Like, you did exactly what I asked you to do, which was, okay, yeah. just do the van being chased by a robot, a dinosaur, and a necromancer. Yeah. And then I get the art like two days later, and yeah. it's like spot on, perfect. So mm-hmm. like if you have that's that, like that's one of those requests you get. Yeah. Sometimes you get projects <laughs> where you're like, "What the fuck? Like this is awesome." It's like <laughs> a fr- it's like a Freddy Krueger Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that one. And now, and now, you. what you're doing for us is you're helping Jay, right? Like yeah, Jay is drawing all the new logos and he did the logo for the podcast Max is my my on-call design guy for all the stuff that i forgot how to do since i got out of college <laughs> right so tell me a little bit about how that that process is looking and you guys won't be able to see this on the auditory version um but we will post pictures of all this stuff but if you're watching the stream right now you can see some of the stuff that jay has been designing some of the stuff he's been drawing. And uh, and a lot of this stuff is turning into merch. and Yeah, it's turning uh, into merch or yeah. like going on to record stuff or just yeah. being used for our general branding materials. Like I went over have to, to get, get up there in the in the camera. It's just a big piece of white right here. So oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, here, I'll clip. pass stuff yeah. to Logan. And as we're passing uh, stuff to Logan, we'll talk about it. How's that look? So like. Uh, perfect. Is that better? <laughs> so uh, those wacky. So I went to go. I went to go get tattooed by Jay. He did my leave tribute. It, leave it still, and I'll uh, I'll zoom in on it here. See, there you go. That, she's we have got that the capability. Oh, dude, dude. Wow. this fucking Mevo I got. Like, I've been seeing it show up on all sorts of other people's feeds. Ben uh, Ben Cronberg just did a Mevo episode with um, with uh, Matt Kobos, friend of the show. And so, like, a lot of people are starting to use these things just because they're really nice. super user friendly and whatnot. Anyway, so I went Thanks, I went man. and got tattooed yeah. by by Jay, and we got to talking. And he proposed the idea of doing, what did you call it? A, a new identity package for a us. brand, yeah, yeah, new branding, Re- rebranding, stuff. and do a new identity. Because package we're doing we're doing the comic stuff, and you really wanted to make stuff that kind of fit with the direction of doing a graphic novel and a lot more like. I, I had an idea in my head about things that I thought would work, and I think it fits with where I feel like my personal style is at the moment. Right. And, like, that's so an ever-evolving scenario, but I feel like right now is a good time for me to give you guys some stuff that will work for what you're doing. Right. You know? And it's fun. And, like... And, and I don't expect you to stay with me forever. And no, but I, lo- I love what we're like, doing together. You're going to need together. something else I, at some point. I feel like, like David Letterman. Or, uh, <laughs> doing the top ten list or... Or Jay Ma- Leno, I, I get, and uh, Max has really been props. has been like an advisory so, for me so, to yeah. run questions by, and we haven't done much physically together. 
It's more me texting him at odd times being like, uh, how do I save this file type for fucking what Aaron needs? So what? yeah, so yeah, tell tell us Is what you've stupid? been doing. Tell tell us what you've been doing to to help him out, Max. Um, well, texting. currently, yeah, texting, texting, mostly texting right now. Uh, <laughs> Jay's been handling most of it on his own, but yeah, I'm just kind of there right now as kind of backup. I do I do a lot of shit like that in my day-to-day kind of work life anyway so yeah. rendering stuff like I mean, max has a lot of free taking stuff yeah. that people draw and making it into digital content like a lot of the rendering and graphic design yeah. kind of side of it doing you know just web I banner mean, layout stuff you've been things. you've been doing mostly freelance stuff since you lost that last job right 2017 i think and you you're like just, full-on you freelancing were, you were right just now like fuck yeah. it i'm gonna see how the summer goes and see if i can make money freelancing yeah. and all and this, it was uh, all well, the stuff i see like hanging up at Tui's or like even the bathroom at Tui's still i'm just like this <sighs> shit is dope oh, yeah, just like, did, dude. did like walk, the whole Tui's fucking walking room. into yeah. a little goblin witch lair it's yeah like, oh, <laughs> super fun stuff i wish my bathroom looked like you this. did the yeah. entrance there you did the hallways right and the, the bathrooms just the the bathroom, the men's bathroom in the entryway. Yeah, the like mm. flaming. Yeah, entryway. You guys have movies. very complimentary work too, which I yeah. think is really cool. And then I also feel like your individual work and the work you're doing together is very complimentary to kind of the way like our sensibilities as a band and kind of. I've, I've mentioned before one of the things that we have a lot of trouble that we've had trouble with over the years is coming up with like a concrete brand and I know to some people that like just makes them cringe <clears throat> when you think about branding and art in the same context but well, in order for people to discover a, your stuff a lot of you those people to. just don't yeah. call the thing they're already doing branding right and it's just like I'm we're just using the word that like the rest of the term branding has like it. a very like I guess kind of corporate yeah. feel right. to well, it. People it, are like it's related. Like, it's related to advertising and yeah. advertising and synergy. is evil. But it's, like synergy and optics are both good things. But they or like mission statement or mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah. corporate values. Like those are all yeah. ideas that I think any organization needs. Yeah. Ban- band or corporate mm-hmm. organization. It's just many people are turned off by those terms because they represent like. Being a corporate sellout yeah. or or a shill or whatever, but but having a cohesive brand is nice too because people are like, oh, that shirt looks like the record, which looks like the hat, and the other thing that I right. know that it's, this band it's is what Coca Cola does. Yeah. yeah, you know who they are, right? It's what John Deere does. Well, that's it's what big companies do to make their stuff memorable. Right. It's yeah. what I do with my business cards. Right. It's what like it's you can do it in little ways. When I saw your work. When I saw Max's work, mm-hmm. it spoke to me. Yeah. It wouldn't necessarily speak to You were probably on drugs though. <laughs> <laughs> At that time I wasn't. At that no, I would like your stuff, I was like, that's really cool. That's really neat. That's something that I'm really into. But some Thanks, you know, folk alt rock artist isn't gonna see your stuff and go, you know, he's gonna go, Oh, I get you know, that's good art, I suppose, but that's yeah. not really something yeah. I'm into, mm-hmm. you know. It is very useful to be able to look at stuff and go, that matches with how I feel about my art. Yeah. Let's get yeah. together. It's, and- well, and it's funny because it's something I've stressed about for a long time is because I'm mainly in, like, the, the Finding scenes your voice I'm in. or I'm whatever in, it is. I'm in, well, no, like, because my voice just is what it is. And I function pretty heavily in the rock and roll, punk rock, heavy metal, like, sphere. Um, 
I've I've often throughout the years felt like my work is too clean for most bands and I'm like man I'm never going to be able to do anything cool too clean for most bands what do you well, mean yeah, like like I like black metal I'm not going to do a black metal shirt black metal bands don't want fucking right. day glow colors and fucking yeah, you know yeah. cartoony fucking R crumb Ed Roth you know dude it Fink monster your stuff shit. almost looks like but that's what I like to draw. Flash art from an alternate universe, from like a surreal cartoon universe. Yeah. Like if you like looked, like if so, like if there was an episode of Invader Zim mm -hmm. or Ren and Stimpy or something like that, that's and they stumbled into a tattoo <laughs> shop mm -hmm. and saw some crazy tattoo guys flash art up on the wall, that's yeah. like your stuff. Yeah. It's well, like the, the party it. lord it's, is a Ren and Stimpy character. <laughs> it's perfect. The, par yeah. the party lord would be a great Ren and Stimpy <laughs> yeah, character. That's be one awesome. of my all-time like, oh, no, favorite Stimpy, TV shows. The party lord is coming over tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or like they throw a party and they don't get enough balloons and the party lord shows up to punish <laughs> yeah. him, to smite him. <laughs> It's like, you have not enough balloons at I this just, party. Forgive me, party lord. There's a whole flash <laughs> sheet of Ren and Stimpy designs in that uh, set I just got, Logan. Oh, no. Oh, you have to check out Max. I did the creature on Max. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. didn't the know Leo, you got the that. The Leo that, creature. That was the one that like, yeah. stuck out. I was like. It's flash. I mean, you they're can all, come get it, too. They're yeah. all dope, but. Well, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just saying, like, out of all that shit, I was like. Yeah. <gasps> there's a Ren and Stimpy sheet, and there's a fucking. Uh, a Mr. Horse that with an upside down horseshoe that says no sir. <laughs> no sir, I don't like, like it. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> it's like my favorite. That's is, really is there, cool. Uh, there's powder, powder toast, toast man. man. Cheese it's, fist. <laughs> Cheese fist is one of my all time favorites. Yes. <laughs> so good. Man, I just always think about like those crazy like cutscenes in Red and Stimpy where it was like the zoomed in like mm -hmm. like a painting and shit. Yeah, was, dude. Yeah, well, uh, so like I have the first, second, and third seasons on DVD, and yeah. there's uh, there's commentary like audio on a bunch of the episodes. So fucking interesting. I bet. Like John Crickfalusi is kind of a fucking like he's a nut. He's a nut, but he's also like really smart and kind of just knows when to push people and then when to like let them go. Right. And he's like, oh, if like you he's watch, a good writer. Like he's good like, if you writer. watch this episode, this is where I yelled at the background painters and told them to start using different color palettes because it was getting boring. Right. You know. <laughs> and and so you see, like, you feel that energy change in in the like life of the thing. And it makes the thing you're looking at more compelling. It gives Ooh. it this kind of overall frenetic mode. You know what I mean? Like well, yeah, it, it gives it, it, gives it, it, it a gives tone. it a soul. It yeah. gives it a soul mm -hmm. rather than it, it 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 lets the thing be what it's gonna be rather than trying to like rein it in and rigidly program it at people. Right. It's a little more organic that yeah. way and Yeah. Well and then and then when you watch that and you see that style of work you can see something else by another artist that follows those similar modes and that speaks like you can't really assign a name to it. You can't mm -hmm. assign language to it. But mm -hmm. like you think of something like Ren and Stimpy and then you think of something like No Neck Joe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like those are both a similar type of art. Yeah. But I yeah. would have no idea how to assign language to that yeah, style yeah, of art for sure you know there's just those certain things that like they, they resonate with you in this nonverbal way mm -hmm. and i feel like like i remember when the speed wolf record came out and they paired up with sam turner and i remember very early on like 
10 years ago, probably 11, 12 years, probably, I was trying to think of a way to steer the band in a direction and get, I didn't even know what the term branding was. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was trying to get our stuff to appeal to the people that we wanted to appeal to. And I was having a hard time doing it. Mm -hmm. And I hit up Jim Norris and I'm like, can you, you know, who's doing the best, like, metal art type of stuff right now? And he tells me about Sam Turner. Mm -hmm. And I tried, you know, I didn't really know Sam then, and I tried to get him, you know, get a hold of him and didn't really hear anything back. And then, you know, he did the stuff for Speed Wolf, and I mm -hmm. kind of, and I kind of went after him, and it, it just, it never happened. You know what I mean? It, it didn't seem that something that he really dug on. But then you and I end up becoming friends. Yeah, he's a little, over, he's he, a little bit more serious artistically. Right. Like, he's got a, a, a more refined style and a more refined palette. Right. And his, like, his stuff visual. really fits with Chemis. Yeah. It really yeah, yeah, fits with sure. Speed Wolf. For you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. But then, like... It's very serious and austere. It's got, like, a very... Right. A, a, a exactly. very interesting austerity mm -hmm. and, like, little to no sense of humor. Like... Right, like Raymond Sometimes. Pettibone, who does all the Black Flag stuff, his stuff is austere in a different way. It's like so irreverent. It's it's, it's austere and, and satirical at yeah, the same time. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but but so then, you and I become friends, mm -hmm. and after years of developing a friendship, and after years of developing a mutual respect for people's art in a very natural way, mm -hmm. we ended up coming to the conversation where it's like, man, your thing. And my thing mm -hmm. and our like our values, our principles, the aesthetics that we're turned on by, the nostalgia that we're attracted to, the styles of art that mm -hmm. we're attracted to, without going about it in any deliberate way, we very naturally went, man, our stuff yeah. would complement each other. We're walking other's on stuff. the same path mm -hmm. for a little exactly. while. Exactly. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So it's like you're talking over a decade ago, I got the itch to like turn things in this other direction and it took mm -hmm. so long to get to that point because I had to naturally strike up a kinship with and an appreciation for you two guys. Yeah. Just through seeing your stuff around and and little micro conversations here and there. Well, and, and like if you think about it like that, like Denver specifically and the world at large has kind of also like like the planets have aligned really because right. because when I moved here, Denver wasn't the same community as it is now for right. for people who make art like us. It was getting there. Right. And that's why I wanted to move here is because it wasn't there yet. But I saw a really solid framework and <clears throat> a lot of supportive places and people for things like that. It's part of the reason I came out here in 2010. Well, the technology has developed with us too. Yeah, like, well, and there and and now there's Instagram and there's a platform for all this stuff and there's a way for us to find each other a lot and technology easier, to share know? stuff yeah, and to, to bump the planets into aligning, but also there's right. there's there's greater cultural and and environmental factors there too that just seem to have aligned. You know, Denver mm -hmm. at the beginning of the boom, it was a really great place for people who wanted to open small businesses and had good ideas for people who were changing hands with small businesses like Jim and Matt. Right. And for people who are finding stride with artistic voices and trying to find a place to like, cause like, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know half the people I, I know if I didn't volunteer to be the curator for true brewing for the last fucking six years or right. whatever. So that's a role you continue to do is being the curator I'm, for it's, it's not n now really. I, I think you're one of a pool of curators no, that they work I, with. I'm 
in the process of stepping down. I'm not sure if they found someone to replace me or not. I was trying to put feelers out and I wasn't getting much back. I don't know what they're. It's kind I of think they're the handling it internally at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. I January was my or March is my last officially booked show on the schedule that I put there. Right. So I don't know what's happening after that, but I didn't book February either. I just happened to have. We're, there's a there's a fundraiser show for the month of print organization, which is so a, there a is a, there is an end there is an end established. I'm pretty much done. Established. Okay. Like I'm done. So, cool. but what? but I wouldn't know a lot of the people I know had I not been doing that, and had I not been trying to just do things like right. I, th- I threw a party at True and I accidentally made the flyer for a time when they weren't open. And I sent it to Nick because I had his phone number, and I was like, "This look cool to you." And he was like, "Well, we're not open then, but we'll open for a private party if you want." And I was like, "Okay." It's just one of those happy yeah. accidents. Yeah, that ended and he up was happening. like, "Yeah, cool." And me and him became friends, and you know, and Max does a ton of work with Nick now. Right. You know, that was that was something that was like, like in pursuing that that pool of artists. You know, I became interested in Jay's stuff. I became interested in Max's stuff. Through shows and other networking, I became interested in Josh Finley's stuff. Yeah. I became interested in Jake Fairley's stuff. You know, like, mm-hmm. I've run into... That's how I met Jake. <laughs> yeah, I've run into dozens of other artists. But there's the handful that I'm like, yes, that's us. Compared to the majority out there, they're like, no, that's not us, you know? And it, it had to be this real natural thing. And well, you guys have a very unique sense of humor in and of itself, and then having a sense of humor about rock and roll is already unique. Right. Because there's a lot of rock and roll people who want to take themselves too seriously. Well, there's a lot of people in general who want to take themselves yeah. very mm-hmm. seriously. And rock and roll has no shortage of it. Right. Well, it, it's it's because we really, we are trained to, fi- like, we are biologically programmed to find meaning and significance. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I mean, it's in, it's in our biology to try and find it. And as human beings evolve, we kind of tinker around and succeed and fail to varying degrees in how we communicate our, you know, we try and give meaning and, and, and su- substance to our lives. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get so tied up in their mission to tell the world who they are, their mission to create something that gives meaning in their lives, they... They fail to separate their authentic self from the avatar, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so they end up taking that avatar. They end up taking that presented identity and uh, and and conflating it with, like, reality, mm-hmm. conflating it with who mm-hmm. they are. You know, That's an interesting thing about the internet, too, is, like, I find the internet useful in that way, is, like, I can have this avatar that I can totally be severed from and I can present like my Instagram is just tattoos pretty much. Right. And I can present that. Right. And then I don't have to deal with that. That part is done. It's over there. I don't have to like add it to my everyday life. Right. So it like gets it out of my system, but I think people get caught up in trying to live the representation. I feel like prior internet that's what you were dealing with a lot of the time in like punk rock scenes and stuff is people who have no outlet right. for that avatar and that's what going to shows is yeah 
and now it's like I want to play a character that's something better yeah. than this yeah, but I don't thing that, do that I am, like. Yeah. I feel like I am in my head. You know I mean, what I that's mean? That's why I don't go to shows anymore. Well, that, and that's that's a fair point. It's like I love going to concerts and standing there and watching bands play, but being involved in a scene, there's yeah. much more to that. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole thing of how you play into the greater scene, and there's a and and I have just laid down so much of the identity that I spent so many years building that it's difficult to go to those environments and just and just be mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like, like that's like something I'm having to learn how to do is just go and just be instead of you know when you're a kid you're wanting to have a role and you're wanting to participate mm-hmm. in the scene and you're mm-hmm. wanting to make a name yeah. for yourself now I just want to see bands I like yeah yeah I, I, I really I really do like just going to a show and kind of standing there yeah. and watching a you band you see me play. lurking around in the shadows very very occasionally yeah. you know not that I don't like socializing because <laughs> I do like socializing but it's like sometimes you just want to go to a show and like not socialize uh, yeah I want to watch the band yeah yeah that's why I came yeah <laughs> and, and it used to be to go get drunk and try and have sex with people but you know there was that element too yeah (laughs) yeah yeah man uh i forgot what that was hey gordo uh gordo thank you for bringing in your record yeah you're welcome i really appreciate that logan will you show this enjoy it enjoy it yeah i will it's so uh say something for the record granny tweed granny tweed just released um ape shit mood ring their new name. their new album and um, so I have at any given time I have a CD oh, yeah, in it. my CD zoom player it. in my car zoom it bro that plays while I'm like in between plugging my phone into the car and like setting up my GPS and leaving the house for the day and right now Ape Shit Mood Ring is the constant player in the CD player so I've listened through the record in chunks probably a dozen times and listen to it a few times just like front to back it is a really fucking fun record it is really well done the the production you did on it i can't believe that you just did that in your house the uh now i'm excited dude it's i asked gordo to to get me one it's a great fucking record dude like it's thank you man it's really 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 good like it is a it is a masterful record and it is definitely it's definitely the best thing you guys have done so far, and I, I love everything that you guys have put out. So, um, is it on thanks, Spotify? Thanks, dude. Yeah. It's, it's on Spotify. Okay. It's on all. It's on Deezer, dude. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> De- <laughs> Neither do I. I cracked me up. I was like, it's like, uh, you can I buy it on Bandcamp? That's, uh, yeah. Well, actually, no, you can't buy it on okay, Bandcamp. It but on you Bandcamp. can buy it at Gordophonic Records. Everybody Gordof- out there Gordofonic. can buy it at GordophonicRecords.com. I, I, I love the artwork on it, too. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. super eye catching, too. What Marilyn, made you just- Marilyn Garrett. She's a finger, that's finger painting. She's a finger Uh-oh. painting artist. Yeah. What? That's crazy. Yeah. That's sick. What I'm uh, saying it looks she's, like one of our friends. She's pretty badass. Look her up on Facebook. She's amazing. It looks like kind of a little bit like one of our friends Elena Gunderson's work. Mm-hmm. I also think it's I think it's kind of cool that you made the decision to use another artist instead of Josh Finley. Yeah, we've pretty much consistently done that since the first album. Really? 
Yeah, uh, Josh Finley hasn't done any of any of. I would bet Josh doesn't fucking want to. It's kind of well. I, I think now that is the the case. Yeah. It, originally, uh, it's a really hilarious story. He's like, "Oh, I'm in Let's your band, it. so you want me to work for free? Yeah, that's me, real nice." Me and what well, which he already does for free all the time anyway. <laughs> posters, right? Posters. But uh, no, uh, when we when we had our first album. Me and the bass player, Chicken Dinner, like we, we took this picture of our gear on stage and we were just so convinced that it was so great. And it's 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 just a piece of shit picture. It is awful. It, like it is terrible. It's I know dark. what picture you're talking about. Oh yeah, it's awful. It's terrible. I think it looks cool. We had a we had a terrible like uh, Josh spray painted our name on a huge black sheet with red spray paint, and it and it just like it it looks incredibly ghetto. But I loved it. Right. And I was like, we, we got to use this. And and Chicken Dinner was like, yeah, we got to use that. And and so we were kind of like we didn't we were like how are we how are we going to tell him that we want to use that for the well I don't know how are we going to I don't know how do we you know well like, Josh we just want to use that for the you know cover and he's just like okay that's an interesting choice <laughs> um, you know and he didn't really say that's really all he said <clears throat> that's an interesting you know, choice yeah he didn't he didn't say I wish he would have said that picture really sucks you might want to rethink this yeah. like it doesn't have like, to be use me a, but use a like, picture fine use but something <laughs> else you know you wish he hadn't spared <laughs> your feelings bless, at the bless time. his heart that's like he, he, was he just he just sure. he just like uh, yeah okay go ahead and use it and like to this day when I go through our CDs before a show I'm just like fuck this this is <laughs> Just like the worst, no, the worst but, uh, cover for a fucking album I have ever. Uh, That's why I, I just don't like making these decisions. Yeah, but but here's the thing: the shittier the album cover of a band you like, there's a part of you that goes, "Oh, that must be an old record <laughs> because it's before they learned branding and yeah, yeah. and aesthetics and how to make stuff look cool." Like. Yeah. This one looks I bet, like total I bet the garbage. production on that record's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> also, I'm not gonna lie, part of the reason I love it is because um, on Chicken Dinner's bass, he had he had up right he played upright bass at the time, like full time in the band and on the bottom part of his bass that you can see very clearly it says I love Mormon pussy on it. And it's and it's and it's hilarious. And it's we, we just thought that was stickers behind the bar. It's really funny. No, I've listened to that record. That's a good record. It's a good record. Well, thank you. What's the uh, name of that being record? Very charitable. It's called uh, Granny Tweed. Yeah, it's very, self-titled. Very yeah, self-titled original album. Yeah. Like, oh, have you yeah. ever listened to the first Sepultura record? Yes. Oh yeah, dude. Do, do you remember me and Gordo getting excited about this last time? <laughs> <laughs> Morbid visions. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. We talked about the first Sepultura. We record talked about last time. Max Cavalera for a, a minute. Yeah, yeah. And the fact, and I brought up Sepultura, and I have never seen anyone get as excited as Gordo. Oh man. <laughs> Most people just look at me and they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Well, fine. dude, that that first album, like the Sepultura." Art- the, the <laughs> oh, you mean that Brazilian band Sepultra? <laughs> oh man, I love Sepultra. Uh, what's that? Uh, their name Sepulveda. It's like Whatever. a special kind of spatula. The Sepultra. Sepulveda. Sepulveda. That's what I was thinking of. Sepulveda. <laughs> not like you look at that album cover, and it's not like it's like it's a cool album cover, but it's not. It's not all glossy and and fucking like slick and nice. It's like. It's kind of it's kind of lo-fi, man. It's from yeah, that awesome era of '80s death and thrash metal covers that are just like it looks like it was drawn on someone's friends desk. of the band. You have a good point there because I do actually like that cover a lot. Yeah, yeah. Dude, well, it's, like, then, it's like it's like classic New York City hardcore flyers. I 
love. Oh yeah, hardcore yeah. flyers. Yeah, bug-eyed skinheads and fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Graffiti letters and fucking dumb shit. It's great. That Dude, shit's all cool. Of, all yeah. of ST's original stuff, you know. Super oh yeah, super Rick cool. Clayton. Rick, like, all the Rick Clayton fucking awesome. hand-drawn shit. The first Anthro Man. Album. Are you kidding Fistful me? Fistful of Steel. Fucking, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, dude. Yep. <laughs> like that doesn't look. That doesn't look great. No, it's not no. good. You know, but, but it's awesome. And even with that Sepultura album, Sorry. when you listen to it. I want to say someone told me, and and if I've got this wrong, correct me. You might have to look this up, Gordo. But tell me if this is true. I was told that because they their English wasn't great when they first did the record, they basically had to sit there with a dictionary and translate the lyrics as they were going in the studio. Is that true? I think that's uh, that sounds correct because I mean Max has been very open about his you know failure to translate as well as he wants to right you know the the ideas in his head you can hear english you can hear like the first the 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 couple monolith records that i did by the way anybody who's in the southern california area i'm gonna be in uh i'm gonna be out in san diego and san diego and la san diego doing uh doing gigs with monolith this weekend uh to learn more about it I guess uh, go to facebook.com slash monolithsd and see what our schedule is. We're doing a couple shows. It's going to be super fun. Sweet. But like when I did the when I did the monolith records, I flew out and recorded them. Like the first record, I wrote all the lyrics the night before we went into the studio. Like I wrote them all there, you know, yeah. and I didn't have time to go to the studio over and over again. And Doug and I actually had an argument about when I asked for stems so that I could work on stuff here at home, you know, he's like, I booked the studio time. You need to come out here. And if you're not prepared, that's your own fault. And he was absolutely right. And so, you know, a lot of the stuff that I did is slapped together. And at the time I was super self-conscious about it. But now when I go back and I listen to those records, I'm like, that's really cool that these were written that's, and recorded. That's what I was going to say is like, mm-hmm. that's part of the thing that was attractive to me about Sepultura when I started listening to that. Band. Right. It's like, cool, this band's from Brazil and this dude sounds like he doesn't really know what he's singing yet. Yeah, he's like, he's translating concepts more via music right. and attitude than Absolutely. language. And so yeah. it's it's almost easier to wrap your brain around than if he was right. literally telling you what he wanted to right. tell. He's like, this guy's anti-authoritarian. He's fucking yeah. he like he's fucking just giving it to the cops. It's, the whole like, thing yeah. the whole thing it's, comes through better and the whole fuller. thing is like seems like it's sketched out in pencil. You know what well, I mean? It ha- like, yeah, it has he's soul. still working through just ideas. It's like we were talking about. It's it's got soul. Yeah. It's, it, it lives and breathes and it's troops of doom forever, man. It's like it's like somebody yes. took someone took a little doodle, a little and and this like this is what I like about so many bands early on in their careers. It's like someone took a little doodle in a sketchbook and then animated it. You know what I yeah. mean? Just like brought a little shitty first draft to life and let it run around. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Harold and the Purple Crayon. Like Harold and the Purple Crayon. Exactly. Harold and the Purple Crayon. <laughs> yeah, Sepultura is the Harold and the Purple Crayon. <laughs> Morbid I Visions. I saw Scott Ian talking about the first, uh, the, or the, well, it was, I don't know if it was the first, but it was Fistful of Metal. Like yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that yeah, it's like such a terrible, but again, yeah. Yeah. iconic cover, yeah. you know, yeah. and, 
I love that And he was one. talking about like what it was supposed to look like and what it obviously didn't end up looking yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Right. Just like, you know, yeah, we just, you know, we we knew this guy and he was, you know, we said, hey, you know, we just want a face, you know, and we want a fist coming through it, you know, whatever. And uh, it didn't really turn out the way we wanted it to, but... But, it's <laughs> but now it's iconic. awesome. And, yeah. Yeah. But it's totally iconic. Right. The Knot Man, all that shit. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that shit. That kind of stuff's funny, too, because, like, I always think about it. I'm like, man... There are times, like, certain projects, I'm like, I want to draw something like that for this project. And I I can't, for the life of me, like, recreate shit like that. Just, right. It's so unique and, and yeah. lives in its own world. I'm like, I don't even know. I don't I don't know how to craft it the level of bad that it is so that it's <laughs> it's it's bad but still awesome. Yeah. yeah. Crafting yeah. at the level of bad is, like, <laughs> the level yeah, of man. Bad. That's yeah. the name of a book or a <laughs> fucking, like... I think you just summarized every career in this room. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I would definitely name one of my albums that. Uh, that's, sure. the, yeah. that's the episode at the level name. Of bad. <laughs> I think that might be the episode. Yeah, yeah. Write, yeah. write that down as the crafting, episode name. Crafting at the level of bad. Crafting a, a at the level of bad. A lot of those old uh, records, though, like... The artwork on the front, it's like, oh, it's cool, but it's also kind of shitty. Like the first Exodus album yeah. and like all the old uh, Black Sabbath albums and shit. It's yeah. like, it's cool, but man, that dude's hand looks weird. Or like the yeah. little baby is yeah. kind of yeah. not Well, you mentioned, you, know? you mentioned Clearly Raymond Pettibon. The Pettibon, budget was not know? going to the art department. You, yeah. you mentioned yeah. like all that old SST record stuff. Yeah, like yeah. that isn't good, air quotes, Yeah, you know. It's not like amazing art, but it looks like something some dude drew. You well, know, and it, and it, it just looks and like it doesn't need to be more than that. It has such attitude and just being what it is that you don't need to do it. Like it looks like it. the inside of a principal's desk. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like all the drawings that they've confiscated yeah. from kids in class. Yeah. It's like, well, we found your son drawing this. It's a police <laughs> officer with a gun in his mouth that says, make me come F word. <laughs> you know, we can't be having this. He's got to pick up a cherry bomb and a slingshot off of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like fucking Principal Skinner's desk and it's yeah. just all Bart Simpson's <laughs> fucking totally. satirical. And that's cool, and like, man. Bart Simpson's a, a secret genius. Dude, like, uh, I, I was thinking yeah. the other day because I got an accidental um, pocket dial from Andrew from Warlock Pinchers. Uh huh. And I was thinking, oh, man, I got to hit up Andrew and get him on the show. And I'm glad I said that out loud because, yeah. Andrew, if you're watching, I want to have you on the show, man. Dude, I want to like, listen to that episode because dude, I don't know any of those dudes, but the, that band was really, really cool. They were one of the first. Oh, cool. Hold on one second. Like, they were one of the first, like, lo-fi, like, underground, local like to me, they weren't even a local band. You know what paper. I mean? Yeah, they were bigger than local for sure. They were yeah. they were in your brother's CD collection. Well, you know what I mean? Along with all the other stuff we were listening to. Like in Kansas, we were definitely digging that shit, dude. Yeah. You know? So I just I just thought of my one for the homies because there's a there's a band from Milwaukee that reminds me of Warlock Pincers, but a little bit <laughs> cool. Uh, the Warlock Pincer moves. <laughs> this is great. Writing dude, on the dollar bill. Yeah, piece of paper. No. <laughs> no. I've got a dollar bill. Dude, write on the taffy. <laughs> that um, one, that's not going to write on that seal. Not, bullshit. But read that. Like, They're Gordo, right here's, here's a fun fact, it's and I wanted to, to mention this, because another couple guys I want to get on the show were the guys from the Colorado Punk Rock Army, uh, Phil oh, Deeds yeah. and Andy Heidel. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because I grew up 
adjacent to those guys. They're a little bit older than me. Um, Andy's brother, I was in Cub Scouts with Andy's uh, brother, Nick Heidel. <laughs> and then Phil Deeds dated my babysitter, Colleen Thompson. <laughs> like... Like, and Phil, at the time that I saw Phil, you know, he's a senior at fucking Kennedy, and he's got the leather jacket with the Warlock Pinchers fucking logo on the back of it, and yeah. like, from a distance, I was like, dude, that's a fucking cool punk rock guy, you know what I mean? Like, so I want to get those guys on the show, but... That'd be great, yeah. So, so I saw that, and I'm listening to the Warlock Pinchers albums, and like, what, like... Looking at it now from, from, from where I am now, they were this, this really lo-fi, low-budget, and I got to see, you know, later in life, I got to see footage of what the studio looked like for them, and that's not how I imagined it in my head. Like, it seemed so much bigger and more important, and then you get older and you start to learn about the truth about it. It's like, oh, they were recording stuff in these little shithole studios and, and like the only media that's out there of them beside their albums is like, you know, an interview on some little public access show or like they got interviewed mm -hmm. by some like Christian expose network that was like... Trying to shit on them. Trying to shit on them or Slayer. Like, yeah. So, and then years later, Andrew ends up becoming who Andrew is, who is like infinitely expanded out and become more eclectic and more eccentric than the Warlock Pinchers could have ever hoped to be. Like, he is an interesting fucking character and just, like, this, like, curator of kitsch, right? He's just a fascinating dude. He did those uh, those breakfast face art shows or whatever they were where he made, like, art out of pancakes and shit. <laughs> did you see him? That, like, That's awesome. Dude, like, he's, he's just... He's into weird stuff. That's who he's always been. And... When we were a little bit younger, probably in our early 20s, because it was when Jordan was still in the band, uh, they did an album called Warlock Pinchers Imposters, where they got a bunch of people to do Warlock Pinchers songs on this tribute album. And we That's found awesome. out about it, and we were like, we want to be on it, please, for the love of God. And we did. Um, we ended up doing Devil Without a Pause. And like all these local musicians just submitted versions of Warlock Pinchers songs. Uh, uh, Barstool Messiah with Nick Plummer. They ended up doing like Flaming Mimes, and Wesley That's Willis awesome. had a song on there. Wesley and uh, I met cool. Wesley Willis at the show. Like, did he hit butt you? Yes, he did. Yes. I went, Wesley yeah. Willis, dude. It's so nice to meet you. And he grabbed me. and He goes, "Give me a rah," and he goes, "Give me a headbutt," and he gave me a headbutt. And I'm like, <laughs> he's in the lobby. <laughs> Then so he tried it, to sell us his drawings. Oh like, yeah, a yes. lot of money. So he's in. And his, I wish I would have bought one. Yep, really yeah, yeah. I, I, I only bought doing, one at one of his shows. I was also like eighteen yeah. and poor. You, know? and you were like, who is? It's one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, Wacko. Wesley yeah. Willis. Wesley Willis, dude. It, it um with the drag news. No, just just on his own. Just same with the keyboard. He did like a cocksucker suite that was just yes. like nothing but like forty five minutes of just like. So and so is a cocksucker. Well, I mean, just you know, various animals, cocks, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know, and yeah, yeah. It, it was just it was it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, dude. He uh, so we're in the lobby. It was uh, the the show was at I think it was Monkey Mania. It was back at the old Monkey Mania. Yeah, and uh, in the lobby they just had a bunch of. Warlock Pinchers video stuff playing in the background, like, you know, a documentary that never got finished and and the stuff where they're on um, 
they're getting interviewed by the like the like the the news the Christian news network that is gonna show you what's going down with Satan in the world like and uh and and it's like they're showing this clip and it's like pagan invasion the, the, the first where I this up. week in Satan dude the first half of it is all about Slayer and then the second half is like we're gonna actually sit down and talk with a band of Satan worshippers and it's all the guys from the Warlock Pinchers including a teenage Andrew and they're all sitting there and the guy like dude he's got the like like hairspray fucking helmet hair and he's got like the He's Kill got the, the tweed three-piece suit and, like, the brown tweed three-piece suit. Give me the and he's got the microphone with the, like, the little foam protector on it. And he's like, all right, guys. Yeah, so you're the warlock pinchers. Tell me what you guys think about Satan. And he's just going down the line, passing the mic around, and they're all going, cool, 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 Satan's cool, Satan's cool. And then it gets to King Scratchy at the end, and he's like, yeah, Satan's cool. But this god guy, fucking blah, 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 starts going off. And then off to my right is Wesley Willis <laughs> drawn pictures and like I'm like dude I love your art man that's really cool and he goes you like it and I'm like yeah man he goes do you want to buy a drawing and I'm like how much and he said like what did he say like $200 500 bucks <laughs> yeah he tried to sell me one for 300 in Kansas City yeah yeah I'd, and I'll bet he got people to buy them too he did I saw him sell uh, three of them that night the only reason he probably sold them for that price is because fucking Jello was in his ear going yeah you need to ask for more for your art Wesley you people need to love ask this stuff more well, for and- your art <laughs> If Jello Biafra happens to see this, I want you on the show. I will Sorry, not, we make fun of you. I so will much. come back and be on the show <laughs> just to hang out with you, Jello. Yeah, because seems that, like that Lard EP is. He, for, wh- wh- why is he yeah. such an easy target? Like I, I don't know. Stuff. Like I've always been a real big fan of of Jello Biafra, but he is he because is, his because his fucking, vocal he, style he stands is, out. He is an easy target. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and, like, and we, he says outlandish shit. When we well, he really does. We played with Natural Pussy the last time. Was that the National Pussy? Yeah, National Pussy. It's and street. he was there, and I was wearing a, a, a Bernie Sanders Black Sabbath shirt. Yeah, and he wanted to take a picture with me and Aaron. I, I was, we had been done playing, and I hit the liquor pretty you were hard. And then Aaron was like, "Oh, Jello wants to take a picture with us." And I was like, "Cool, man." And I went over there, and he started talking. And I lost it, man. I was just like, "Oh shit!" I forgot he really sounds like that. There, I mean, there is no one who. There's nobody like that because in Jello the world. is a true character, yeah. which is, which yeah, is why he's the guy who saw Wesley Willis and was like, "People need to know about this moment." Right, right, right. He's a, he's a visionary dude. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's also he is he's an imposing character. So he was saying a lot of stuff, and he was saying it loud, and he was saying it in that characteristic voice, and he was those Dead Kennedys songs and, and the stuff he did with Mojo Nixon and the stuff with Guantanamo Baywatch and all that stuff, like the stuff he did with Lard, he had these characters that he had created that were all addressing these like huge issues. issues. And you have to be a little bit outside of the realm of polite society to feel comfortable portraying that. To even attack that stuff. That's that's like Guar. It's like Dave Brockie. Like, 
you people are like, dude, Rocky's an asshole. You it's have like, to have yeah. a certain amount of irreverence to tackle the subject matter, especially right. in the way that they do. But to tackle that subject matter at all, when like, I when I met Jello, the, re- the reason you want to say Dave Brocky's an asshole is because you're too uncomfortable with the fact that that shit goes on in the real world and you don't want right. to look at it. Right. You know, and that's that's well, why. And he had to be that type of guy. Yeah. He had to be that type of person to push forward this really iconoclastic band like Guar. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? When I met when I met Jello, it was such a surreal experience because I had I had looked up to him so much of as, as an artist. And those Dead Kennedys records are another example, just like the Warlock well, Pinchers stuff, well, and where just, it seemed so giant to just me. Just that alone. You it, called your band the Dead Kennedys? Yeah. At a time when they killed the fucking president. Right, right. Not that, and it wasn't that long after. They came out in the yeah. 80s, and I mean, the Kennedy assassination was only a couple decades old at that yeah, time. Man. So it was still something that, like, upset people to talk well, about. Especially in Reagan's America. Oh, yeah. Like, especially during that that time. Like, you can't talk about that. Well, shit. and all the stuff with the PMRC. The like, all the stuff with the PMRC and all the stuff, I mean, like, yeah. the things that he <laughs> talks about in his spoken word. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like he was when he like ran when he ran, ran for mayor of San Francisco. There was stuff going on then that we now take for granted, mm-hmm. and he had to be a certain personality to thrive in that time. Mm-hmm. You know, and when when we met him, he was nothing but polite and kind and comp- complimentary. Mm-hmm. He took our record home. He liked our band. He was very complimentary to me personally. Yeah, and I mean, I ended the conversation. Sorry, dude. He'll talk to you all night, you know. So like, which I, that's insane to me, dude. I ended like when and then, but I look at he back at those. Talked Aaron, yeah, dude. <laughs> that is, that is. I excused amazing. myself from the conversation. Aaron out talks me, and I'm a talker. Like I, I hit the wall before he did. Just like, right, like I was dude. just like, I, I need a break from the conversation. I got to go walk around and go take care of business. You know, sorry, Jello Biafra, I can't talk to you. You know what I mean? Like, and he was just. To have the experience, like I wrote a, I did a project for class about this could be anywhere off the Frankenchrist album. Nice. You know, and uh, Soup is Good Food, I think I did, Mm -hmm. I did, I did those two tracks off of Frankenchrist for a project at at school, Mm -hmm. you know, and listening to those records and then just the sound of it and the grit and the the starkness and the subject matter and the production and all those things, they seemed like these lofty, unobtainable, amazing things to me. And then you become an adult and you see the studios that the Dead Kennedys recorded in. Yeah. You know? And you're like, this is a Plywood with like fucking egg crates nailed up and like... It it looks like this bootlegged. Right. You know? This this is a far more fucking... This is way... Intense production facility than any of those places. But that's part of what gave you the sound too. That's what I'm saying. It's It's like, like you listen to... You, if you listen to most, and I exclude Brad Smalling from this because Brad, Brad Smalling is super open-minded and he's great to work with and fantastic studio, but so many studios, they have a whole bunch of rules about the way it's supposed to be done and mm-hmm. what makes a record sound good that mm-hmm. they're not even willing to venture into the terrain that so many, so many of these bands that we look up to did mm-hmm. when... They were just doing the best they could with what they had around. Yeah. Those Black have, Flag records. 
I have kind of a technical question for Logan, actually. Oh boy! On this on this thing, when you when you record bass, do you often have people just say go direct in, don't use an amp? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. God, that blows my mind. It still blows my mind. I don't know why. I don't know why that. I, I just. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't really either, but I know that's how you're going to get the like cleanest sound, and you can fuck with it afterwards. Oh yeah, no, I, I get yeah. I get going direct in, but then not also getting an amp sound as well. Yeah. Like Brad has a amp both. track to cut in and yeah, under track. Yeah, I know, and I know that Brad does both, but there's, a lot, has of, there's a lot of people that don't do any kind of, you know, they right. don't do any miking of a, of a bass cabinet, and it right. blows my mind. That yeah. takes extra work. It's that's an extra two bucks per hour, <laughs> well, but for I think, real. I think what it must be is it must be that turn towards production rather than, it's like, it's easier to edit in Pro Tools if you can, you know, if you can not have that extra bass track or mm-hmm. whatever. And obviously, you know, you like that complicates things a little bit, but not enough to where I don't want to have that, the bass player's sound. Right. I bet know? most of the records you listen to have a direct bass line. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, no, it's yeah. like I mean, drum triggers, does, man. But yeah. it also has... It also has the the sound in the room of the amp. Yeah, you know it's, I mean, it's, like, it has a time and place. But I, yeah, I, I, when you strip all of that away, you have like these soulless, flat feeling well, yeah. records. You it's know? it's because the technology advanced in a certain direction, and I think a lot of the the new professionals of the medium started going like, oh, this technology has revolutionized this. Like, you don't have yeah. to do this and this and this and this anymore. But uh, Ty gave me a really great example once. Um, he saw a video on YouTube, and I, I, I couldn't find it when I went looking for it, so I'll have to ask him where he saw it. But basically what someone did is they took the drum track from Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin, and they quantized it. Oh, yeah. You were talking about this not too long ago. Yeah. 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 And it totally changed the vibe of the song. Like, taking the John Bonham's drum tracks yeah. and putting them where they're supposed to be, quote, unquote, made the song shitty. And that's a particularly hard yeah. song to get right. Right. That. You know what I mean? Like, that's there's a lot of swing Because going of the on changes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they quantize, and it just like one thing that I like that that Brad does up at Evergroove too is he takes quantization on a case by case basis. Yeah, he's if like it fits. He's like, okay, this is a really like kind of techy metal song. Like when we would do Parker songs and stuff yeah. like that, he'd be like, these are a little techier. We probably want to quantize these so that we get the turns just sharper. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. that that will sound trigger good. the drums, right? You know, but then stuff that is like punch it up a little bit, right? You can do it with that stuff. A lot of what we do is we we sit around and we um, brainstorm reference material. Mm-hmm. You know, we go. On this song, I really want it to, you know, I want to get these kind of tones. I want to get these yeah. kind of sounds. We talked about this on the on the on the Brad episode, but he really likes he likes taking it on a case by case basis, and yeah. I think that's a really great way as, to do as it. As you should, I would. I would yeah, yeah, man. This yeah. might be a good uh, a point for a break here. It, I want, yeah, I gotta maybe take a maybe piss. deal with some audio stuff and. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we'll do the sponsors. Um, yes. We'll keep the stream rolling in the meantime. Those of you who are popping in, we'll be right back. 
Uh, well, last time we completely lost the audio. Sometimes that might not be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. All right, we're going to do the whole sponsors while eating chips. Uh, the ASMR is that first and foremost. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, what about ass to mouth? <laughs> Our most venerable Nave and Ariel. Nave and Ariel sponsor, Matula Plumbing. Matula. That oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, that definitely broke something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priority. Your shit is our bread and butter. Angie's a Super Service Award winner. Back in 2011, one one is the only one that matters. He'll wear the booties for ya. The master of poopers himself and flushes for all. Uh, Jerry Matula, if you're in the Chicago area and you need your uh, the shit piped out of your house, hit up our man Jerry Matula. <laughs> Evergroove Studio, we've been blowing them for the last half hour or so. Love Evergroove, love everything that they do. Looking forward to uh, going up there and recording some new stuff. Uh, looking forward to hearing the mix and master of our new album, which we're going to be releasing here soon. That's going in for Mix and Master this month. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Evergroove is selling a lot of their old gear right now on, mm-hmm. on Facebook and, and... On Facebook Marketplace? And uh, Reverb and wherever. wherever. Hey, well, they know. Aaron, just thought I would plug that. Hey, Aaron, how do they power that place? Oh, it's 75% <laughs> solar powered. Solar. <laughs> Jay's like, quit fucking around, dude. This is my favorite part of the show. The sponsors. Uh, it is 75% solar powered. Solar powered. <laughs> A top black mountain near Evergreen, Colorado. In Evergreen, Colorado. I think it's technically an Evergreen address. It is the most fun place to go make a record. In the mountain. So we think so you should. Black. It is so the black. The blackest of mountains. It is the blackest of all mountains. It's actually pretty lush and green, and there's a lot of white people out <sighs> hiking around. Yeah, that's that's very true. Everything you just said is a lot more true than what I just said. It should be called <laughs> Caucasian Mountain. <laughs> I live in the Caucasian Mountains. You mean the Caucasus Mountains? It should be called It should be called Birkenstock Mountain. <laughs> It should be called Croc Crocasian Mountain. Hey, whoa, whoa! Is what whoa. it should be called. I got Crocs, fool. Yeah, they're really, really comfortable. I almost wore them today. Yeah, you're also Caucasian. Let's let's clarify that. Do you have the little pins and shit to stick out of them? I bet you do. <laughs> I found some bootleg Snoopy ones, and I definitely what? found a bootleg pot leaf. <laughs> oh, and I found bootleg Ninja Turtle ones. I have all four turtles, Splinter and Shredder. That's really cool. <laughs> Uh, so wear your Crocs up to Evergroove Studio oh. and see uh, see nice. Brad and Jenny about your next project. Yeah, that's what we call segues, bitch. Um, yeah, Evergroove Studio. Check them out at evergroove.com. Uh, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios Zoom. over on Larimer Street <coughs> next to the Larimer Lounge where our good buddy Mikey Mulligan <laughs> is pouring Mulligan. all the frothy beverages you can possibly desire to enjoy. Every single one. All of them. Sweetest dude imaginable. Oh, speaking of Larimer Lounge, big shout out to Tony Mason. Tony Mason. Tony Mason is is leaving uh, Lost Lake. He's leaving Larimer Lounge. He's leaving Lounge. for Tejas. He's leaving for Tejas. Um, big shout bummer. out to Tony. Thank Best you so luck. much for taking care of us and, and all the other bands in town that play your venues. We love you lots, man. Best of luck in your new endeavors. Rocket Space Studios. Yeah, You Rocket, ain't got to carry, carry shit. shit. Yeah. Uh, He's got this. Shout out to yeah. Kate. Just shut up, Aaron. And let him do it. Yeah, let's <laughs> let him do it. No, next yeah. time, next time, let me let do it. Let you go. <laughs> He's need, like, no, no, no. I need, I need Aaron's prompts. Mm. He's, 
He's qualified enough on this episode to be the color commentator. Yeah. But not but not the I can't be the main commentator. The commentator Someday. of color? Is that what you're Someday saying? you'll <laughs> This is already such a <laughs> huge that what we, you just got demonetized on YouTube. Hey. <laughs> all, I, all I'm gonna say is pink and rashy is a color. So <laughs> Pink and rashy. <laughs> That's uh, a crayon color right there. <laughs> hey, uh, what color are you going to use on your rhinoceros there, sweetheart? <laughs> this is going to be a pink and rashy rhinoceros. Oh. <laughs> That's my little Imagineer. Here you go. Flip side music. Flip side <laughs> music. Hey, real quick before we move on, shout out Sorry. to Kate and the gang over at Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. Fully equipped hourly rehearsal studios. Rocket Space, you ain't got to carry shit. Thanks, Kate. Uh, thank you so much, Kate, for everything you do. We're yeah, going to be back Space in there works. for a rehearsal soon to get ready for these goddamn shows that we're playing. Uh, March 5th at uh, Surfside 7 in Fort Collins with Haas and Hail Satan. March 6th in Colorado Springs at the Triple Nickel with the Nobodies. And uh, the Born Readies are going to be playing. I'm really excited to wow, play with the Nobodies. still around? Yeah. The Born Readies? Yeah. Awesome. Dude, the... I got, I got like a demo tape from that band. Dude, you know what? You and Chris from the... Uh, uh, Chris from the Born Readies are like twin wizards like he's he's the light wizard and you're the dark wizard <laughs> you know what i mean see the bigger dude with glasses yeah 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 i think i talked to him when i saw them on like cassette store day at angelo's cds and more he's a rad dude <laughs> they sound like they sound like cheap trick mixed with acdc mixed with king tough they're yeah, fucking awesome yeah, they're dude. real good they're it's great it's a good description yeah they're great i love that band um <clears> but i'm also really excited to play with the nobodies because the very first song we ever learned in this band in 1997 the very first track on our very first demo tape was hey doofus by the nobodies and we've never played with them before so like we're really excited to do that show man uh then march 7th we'll be at goose town tavern with fast eddie and uh the trade-ins that's going to be a bitchin show neat it's gonna be a super fun one and then we're talking about the possibility of getting something going during the day on that sunday josh lent if you're listening hit me back man we're trying to trying to do something a chain reaction let's do it man let's do something for the kids mm. mutiny information cafe mutiny information cafe on to south broadway in denver colorado in the heart of denver colorado uh, Mutiny is everything. They got books, records, comics, coffee. What were Denver's. You I was just there the other day. Five yeah, man. Star De- of Snark. <laughs> Go ahead. The five-pointed uh, star of Snark. Yeah. yeah. The coffee is super good, man. It's I know. So I know. Their ice coffee is really rad because they, they freeze coffee. coffee. They use the yeah. coffee ice cubes. Yeah. That shit is yeah. dope. Yeah. Shit the ice coffee is down. definitely like. And I know what legit. kind of I know what kind of coffee they use, and for some reason it's just better there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they're it's masters. Pablo's of their Danger Monkey shit. is. Yep. They've like made the same stuff at home, but it doesn't. Right. It yeah. Doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same. Well, that's well, because those guys studied. They yeah, studied. Yeah. Jim, Jim and Matt did study. They like went to the coffee monastery. Well, dude. well and Damn. if you're buying from Pablo's, you just ask Craig. I mean, Craig <laughs> for the good beans. <laughs> Craig studies. Like he sends those he sends the Pablo's dudes to study. I don't like, think we've we've had as many snacks and beverages and libations ever. Yeah. So this is a very burpy episode. <laughs> this is this is a fun hangy out episode. On on uh I listen to your mom's house a lot, the Tom Segura podcast. Yeah, they have a fart mic located <laughs> beneath 
Like Tom Segura and his wife, they have a fart mic. Christina Pazitsky. Yep. Under each of their chairs. Uh huh. So that their <laughs> farts are recorded. Oh, yeah. And, so gotta, and then good. you got to guess who made which one. Burps and farts, they just let them fly. And I think it's a great. That's idea. really good. Yeah, I, we'll I be there one day. I listened to the angle. Boogie Monster with Kyle Payne and Dave Stone. Mm. And Dude, we should get like PZM mics in and like install them in the seat so that they just capture like the full vibration. I like that. Muni Information Muni Cafe. Information Cafe. Largest selection of Torini syrups. Nobody mm. has a larger t- selection of Torini syrups. No Nobody. one. I was looking at that shit. Root beer, cupcake. They got an eggnog one. Eggnog. They got an eggnog one. You know how many Torini yeah. syrups we have in our household? How many? Zero. One. one. Which one? Because you're not Muni Information Cafe. You. It's <laughs> in the back of the cabin. It <laughs> just sits there. <laughs> That's where the spiders live. <laughs> it is. I can almost assure it's you. Spider food. Just sits there and never. Man, goes I always, I always just like viewed the syrup bottles at most places as just like background stuff that was collecting dust. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I never had occasion to use them. Mutiny Information Cafe has, they are artisanal. Uh, uh, what would you call it? Artisanal Torini um, curators. Curate. They're, they're soda wizards. They're really I mean, they are alchemists. They're Torini alchemists. But <laughs> that's what they are. They're alchemists and they're curators because like, uh, of their last selection. D and D character. Yeah, <laughs> she's a Torini alchemist. Okay, you enter a small room where there is a large oak platform, and behind it stands a uh, Torini alchemist. What do you do? I asked for a uh, strawberry egg cream. <laughs> yeah. Go. Okay. I asked for an eggnog latte. Okay, roll for effect. That's a good choice, honestly. Oh, hold on. Roll for effect. Oh, I have a prop for hold this, on. right? Yeah, you yeah. have a prop for it. Might as well use it. Roll for effect. Chocolate. Jay, roll a martini. Jay brought me dice. Roll a d20 for charisma check. Charisma check. No, we're going to roll for effect. I got uh, a six. She makes but. you a diarrhea soda. <laughs> cool. I'm into that. <laughs> Logan, did you listen to that snakebite song that I sent you? Uh, yeah, I did. Hell yeah. Snakebite. It's so good. It is way good. Uh, Mutiny Information Cafe. Mutiny is everything. Uh, this is a Mutiny Information, or this is a Mutiny Transmission. Thanks so much, guys. We love you lots. Uh, flip side music on South Tacoma Street there on the rock block. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A uh, A true, like... If this was a video game, like an RPG, like like Ike would be like the outfitter that you go to. You know what I mean? He'd be the outfitter and the blacksmith. Like you walk in and he's like, hey, what can I get you? And then you just get all the cool shit there. I could totally see that. Yeah. Like that gunship tech noir video. What? Have you have you seen the video for that song Tech Noir by Gunship? No. You need to check it out. <laughs> Cool. I need, dude. Every time I'm like, I need to bring like a little piece of paper and a pen because, especially with like Jay, Jay just drop. Jay knows his stuff. <laughs> yeah, he uses yeah. a dollar. <laughs> just write it on the dollar. Yeah, Jay but knows his stuff. Not not just with you, but like I'm constantly like learning bands and <clears throat> videos and like different dork shit. And I'm I'll send like, it to you. Got the dude. memory of a goldfish over here. So. <laughs> Interesting factoid. This morning, I sent out two emails. One to Mark Marin, and one to Ike. Why'd you send one to Mark Marin? Because I'm sending him a record, and I needed his address. He got back to me before Ike did. What? Yeah. Mark Marin's gonna yeah. take your record. This is, it was unbelievable. 
I was like, whoa, he shot me his address super fast. That's Dude. like really cool. Whoa. That's rad. That's, That's super rad. He, he was in the Joker, and I saw that, and I was just like, "Dude, Mark Maron's getting that Joker yeah. money! Hell yeah!" Hey, yeah. shout out to Mark Maron. I'm good. Thank he's you. He's in the he's in the Riri movie too, the Aretha Franklin movie. That's oh, coming, really? Coming out next year. Hell yeah! That's cool. Making man. moves. People like not, him. Not just an angry po- podcast man. People like that Mark Maron. He's, he's got doing that, good things. He's got that you know guy down the hall from you in your apartment complex. So you know you wish he'd meet a nice girl, but he's very nice and he's very hungry. He's very he's very friendly and polite, but he also seems very angry. You Bam! know, I shit my pants. He see he see <laughs> ah that's him now. Hi Mark. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Mark Merritt. That's really cool. Uh, Ike at Flipside Music knows a shitload about pedals and guitars, and he's got lesson spaces. They've got a, uh, a, a repair shop in the back, and they have probably the most comfortable like showroom I've ever seen at a music store. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? Have you seen the showroom? Like it's just Absolutely, got I it's have. got one of those big three sixty couches, and you can just sit down, and then Sick. like couches all around the wall, and you can just hang out and jam. Like a like a guitar center that doesn't suck. Yeah, right. like yeah. a guitar center that doesn't suck. And you can try out any of the pedals too. And like they probably like, and they probably weird. have the thing that you want. Yeah, and they definitely do, dude. I I called him just a couple weeks ago. I was like, "Do you have the DD two hundred? He's like. Yeah, buddy. What do you think we are? What do you think this is? Yeah. yeah. Well, they do have yeah. the largest selection of pedals in the region. That is true. Regional salesman of the year. <laughs> Ike Yakavangelo. They they have a podcast too, right? Get you a, or a YouTube channel. They have a YouTube channel. A but what that the what the fact. delay? What the frequently asked questions are you talking about? Yeah. What the frequently <laughs> what the frequently asked questions are you talking about? Yeah, what the fact uh, on Flipside's music channel. Check it out. We're a fan of everything that those guys do. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, thenugnation.com. This and all our podcasts come from the Nug Nation studios at an undisclosed location here in the Rhino District of Denver, Colorado. Uh, man, there is some cool stuff coming out. These guys walked in and I was in the middle of a meeting about... Um, some treatments that we're doing. We had to make a bunch of jokes about weed history and Abraham Lincoln and hemp. And yeah, it's, it's, I, I can't give the name of the client, but it's going to be very cool stuff. Um, the nugnation.com is home to all sorts of great fun content, especially our show, the nug nation featuring those wacky nugs in their wacky adventures through the town, town of Nugville. Nugville. Bill, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus was in a Super Bowl commercial yesterday. Was he? Yeah. I told Max we were Did they use microphones to record it? Uh, no, he was on the phone. He <laughs> <laughs> was on the phone, and you Actually, know, the rest of the commercial was going on. That would be funny if the... Dude, I would have laughed so hard if the whole commercial was shot on an iPhone. Like, <laughs> I would have been like, God damn it, Billy Ray Cyrus. Like, if it was all just, like, presented in that We light. were pulling up, and I told Max we were going to talk about this. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, we didn't We've talk actually, about it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, actually, we're busting the streak because we, we haven't really brought it up in several episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he was in a Super Bowl commercial, so I think that that joke is pretty timely. So, yeah, we'll let it die for a while, and then he'll do something else, and we'll rip on him again for the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> he performed uh, at the Grammys too. He did oh, perform shit. at the Grammys. Man, 
Did he or did he just play his guitar in bed? I don't know. I just read that. I have no idea if it's actually just a true. Hologram of him on the couch. <laughs> he just he, he sent his gardener to do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Edgar. He's like, I need you to go um, down there to the Grammys. And then and then he didn't play a show because it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. They shut that show down because it was raining. Uh, Billy Ray's guitar yeah. doesn't want to get struck by lightning. TheNugNation.com. Check it out. Um, Did I get everybody except for the most important? Yeah. The, least, the, the last but most? Big shout out to our patrons, the people back us. On patreon.com slash mfruckus. You guys make the goddamn world go round. Uh, we're getting ready to fly Tony in for some shows that we're doing in March, as I mentioned. Uh, we got this awesome live streaming camera. We're going to start live streaming our shows. We will get the audio figured out, I promise. We're just uh, right now just kind of banging around on the internet and seeing what happens. So we'll get it worked out. It's what do you be want bitching. from us? What, what do, do, you do you want? What do you want from us? <laughs> I think I think probably what it just that Mark Marin he's doing good things that Mark Marin, you know I was listening to your show Mark and 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 I like it it's very funny I don't care for the colorful language I'm gonna be honest with you but hey I just you know it's a different time and I understand that uh, yeah shout out Take to our away, patrons <laughs> shout Take out to away. our patrons thank you so so much for your support man you're welcome support. oh yeah. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for your support month after month. One of my favorite patrons, because you're also a patron who's involved in shit, like doing art for us. That's really cool. Don't let me forget to grab your record before we leave. I won't. I won't. I won't. Uh, So, yeah, thank you so much to our patrons. If you want to uh, help us make cool shit and get access to early stuff, go to patreon.com slash mfruckis. Any old hoot. What were we talking about? I, we should Sepultra yeah oh, Sepultra, Sepultra. <laughs> the whole time <laughs> these guys have been like cutting slivers of Laffy Taffy dude I, know, I, I love, love that you're and eating Laffy great. Taffy with a knife yeah just it's hard to rip yeah <laughs> man that's like the toughest thing I wanted to share this is not the first time you've done this right usually I freeze it and then I just break uh, yeah. chunks off oh like eating a big hunk yeah eating or, a big <laughs> <laughs> or a Charleston uh, Chew. Or a Charleston Chew. I, yeah. I have a good uh, Laffy Taffy story. I wasn't supposed Please. to have any uh, candy at the at the swimming pool mm. when I was a kid. And, mm. I got, and they sell it I at got, the swimming pool. And they do. they do. They sell lots of candy. Yes, they do. I got the Laffy Taffy because I love it. And uh, my tooth came out in it. <laughs> oh, an adult tooth or a baby tooth? It was a baby tooth. Oh, did you think that God was punishing you? Um, no, but it was really hampering my enjoyment to have the blood taste in there with the, with, oh, the, yeah. with the grape taste. It wasn't too, it wasn't too good. Hey, let's talk about dental pain. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, on my 26th birthday, Logan and I, we were at a party at Logan's house and, uh, we were standing on the roof smoking cigarettes, uh, after, you know, drinking all night. And I'm standing on the roof, and I'm a little drunk because it's my 26th birthday. And I slipped on some ice, and I kicked myself in the face. Shit. <laughs> Do you don't remember that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I slipped in some ice, 
and I need myself in the face. That like, is awesome. Really, really hard. Like I was like drunk enough that I was like flexible and like I just I fell just right and my knee came up and it smashed me in the teeth and it hit my teeth so hard that it knocked them loose. And for a month, I couldn't eat hardly anything because every time I would bite, like I couldn't eat a sandwich. If I bit down into a sandwich, yeah, squishy it just, tooth, dude. It just oh. yeah, it just sent pain rocketing through my face. So like when I hear stories about people getting their teeth knocked out in bar fights or something like that, I'm like, how bad did that hurt? Because my probably less because it's gone. They just came right out. Yeah, mm -hmm. because you, it's because it's not there pressing on whatever nerve anymore. You think just like loosened up ouchy teeth hurts more than getting your yeah, teeth yeah. knocked out? I, I for sure think that. Dude, that's like I wonder Sprain where brain hurts way more than a break, ooh. man. I wonder where dental pain ranks in the hierarchy of people's fears like like the worldwide fear hierarchy you know I mean, what I, I have mean? nightmares about it it is pretty yeah. high up in mine yeah. yeah way up there on mine like yeah. like number one is like public speaking number two is death and like I'll bet number three is dental pain yeah taxes Dead taxes. Death, not so much for me. Accidentally eating mustard, that's up there. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about her. <laughs> um, no, but I, I had an extraction recently and to, to jump back to that Ren and Stimpy shit, mm -hmm. but they pulled it out, and I was like, I want to see it. You know, I'm gross, so I was like, let me check it out. And she showed it to me. And it had like the little red nerve sticking out of it. And I could yeah. feel like if I was watching a movie, I could feel the camera like zoom into my brain and go. <laughs> and watching Ren and Stimpy yeah. or uh, cartoons and those. The those... Ren and Stimpy episode where he loses all his teeth and mm -hmm. it's just the nerves wiggling oh, yeah. back and, and forth. The, the, and the uh, audio is someone just fucking pulling across a mm -hmm. violin all wrong. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And uh, just those like very uh, uh, extra detailed uh, stills that they did, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. Those were like the things in Nightmares back then, but yeah. I loved them. They're right, right, right. Cool. But yeah, that was my, as soon as you guys were talking about Ren and Stimpy, I was like, I got to come back to this once we can. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes for all circle. Leave it to dental pain to bring yep. you yeah. back to Ren and Stimpy. Yep. Uh, can you imagine what it was like before the invention of Novocaine and like laughing gas, laughing gas, nitrous oxide, like that laughing gas stuff? Can you imagine what it was like before anesthetic when like you and, and here's the other thing, too, is you didn't go to a dentist for a regular checkup. You went to like a barber dentist surgeon <laughs> yeah. like you went to a barber dentist surgeon who like put like a rag of ether in your face and then just like yanked your tooth out once it had gotten to the point that it was rotting your face out and you were risking getting an infection in your brain mm -hmm. before they even knew what an infection was. Mm -hmm. some, you, pe some people are allergic to shit like that, so they still go through that. You know? well, some people can't. They take, can't have anesthetic. They can't yeah. have anesthetic or Novocaine or any of that. So when they have dental problems, it's just like. Back yep. to the old days, and let's get that fucker out of there. That's like being allergic to blowjobs. <laughs> like seriously, it's like it's like it's like you go through your whole life just like, do you have any allergies? No. It's like I can eat everything. I I've been able to take every kind of drug, and then somebody does a test on you, or you have some kind of reaction to something. They go, "We've got bad news for you, man. 
You know that <laughs> chemical that makes all pain go away? You go, well, you're allergic to that. Oh, my God, what else did we find from the test? You're also allergic to the single most pleasurable thing on the planet, <laughs> a blowjob. How can you be allergic to blowjobs? I don't know. You're the first know, person you are. that has ever failed that part of the test. She's like, wow, you're getting really big. <laughs> wow, you're getting really big. Wow, I need to call an ambulance for you. Because it's swelling You're turning up. violet, violet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Not a fucking children's oh, movie. Oh, take her, <laughs> take her to the juicing room right away. <laughs> oof, oof, dude, can you imagine that? It would be like, like, have you guys, have you guys watched any of the, um, uh, the new uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes. No. The new, oh, oh my god, yeah. it's amazing. The it's new so season good. of Curb Your Enthusiasm is fucking awesome. I tried yep. to finish it up last night, but. It, it, it's, it's so I good. Need, so topical. I need to go revisit the original seasons because I wasn't a fan when I was younger. I don't think I've ever uh, even seen a full you, season. Uh, you can drop in anywhere with that show. Okay, you really because can. Because pretty pretty yeah. much whatever he's. I mean, it's like Seinfeld in that way. Like it does follow a season long plot line, mm-hmm. but it's always very like like relevant and timely like it's always whatever's going on at the time it doesn't help that Larry David looks like Bernie Sanders twin brother (laughs) like if you if you put like Bernie Sanders in a taffy stretching machine (laughs) like pulled him out it's like ah you got Larry David now you brought it. You brought it back around twice because yeah, yeah. that that sounds like a reference. Well, from well in the in the, the new factory. spoiler yeah. alert in Snacks. the new uh, in the new curb your enthusiasm. Uh, there's a scene where Cheryl has an allergic reaction to talcum powder because Larry powders his balls when she comes over to the house because he's been working out and his crotch is all sweaty. Mm-hmm. She like runs over and grabs some. Uh, some fucking talcum powder from J.B. Smoove's character, mm-hmm. which is, he's fucking hilarious, all right. But then he goes back and uh, finds out that Cheryl's allergic to talc while she's giving him a blowjob, and she has an allergic reaction to it. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. Like, that's that's great shit. I never would have thought of that in a million years. But I'm thinking about that, but, like, reversed. Something, something tells me Larry David thought, like, what if somebody was allergic to blowjobs? How would you be allergic to it? And then he, like, spun that around Right, right. And she's like, oh, no, I'm allergic to blowjobs. I can't, I can't get them. No, nah, no, nah, I've never had one in my life. I got, well, I had one. And I ended up in the hospital for days. It's not my, worth it, man. My, my dick swelled up like a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> my dick swelled up like when you use the birthday balloons and the water balloon fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It's like when you don't have any water balloons and, like, you just start using the leftover birthday balloons and filling them up with water. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. That's how your penis looks when you have an allergic reaction <laughs> I know, to a blowjob. I, I know I'm having wow. one right now. <laughs> You're having an allergic I'm, reaction. I'm dealing with jock itch on my dick <laughs> as we speak. Currently. Looks like a marshmallow you put in the microwave. <laughs> I had to explain to Sarah that balls and penises itch all the time. Like, she didn't know that. Like, I was like, you didn't know that? Like, because she was like... Like, curious about why my son, like, scratches his crotch so much. Uh She's like, oh, my God, I'm worried that he has something. I'm like, no, that's just a thing that he's going to do forever. Yeah. It's like, first of all, you can't stop playing with it because it feels fucking amazing. Second of all, you can't stop. I I almost feel like the pleasurable side of it is nature's way of saying, look, I know I made this area of your body itchy as hell. (laughs) 
I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. I'll also make it feel amazing when you reach down to scratch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Itchy, pleasurable. humid, and awesome. <laughs> yeah. Itchy and awesome. That's another name for a fucking <laughs> album title right there. No, I had to explain to her. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, dicks and balls itch all the time. She's yeah, like, why? Like constantly. And she's like, why? Because it's like, all on the outside. It's all on the outside. And it's just sticking to everything. Yeah. And sweat and hair. And it's just. And just like little tiny microscopic and folds. And like, as I'm calling attention pants, to it. Pants fit weird. They just smash everything. Oh, yeah. they, did, they The little curves, like, pinch and stuff like that. Wow, we, we really got it rough, huh, fellas? <laughs> Not to mention the hairs that get stuck all over the place. Oh, yeah. Have you guys ever shaved yourself? Never. Never? Now, you're a hairy dude, too. It's scary. I've, you're I've, you're, I've, you're I've like scary. me. You're a little otter, dude. <laughs> I trimmed, I trimmed <laughs> in my early my late teens early 20s because i was stupid because when you when you i have hair here and there and that's pretty much it yeah yeah, yeah. but like when you when you trim and you have like a little bit of hair here and a lot of bit of hair here it just looks like <laughs> a fucking a plane runway the, there's that uh, uh david tell joke where he's talking about he's like it looks like a garbage fire broke out in your pants <laughs> <laughs> for me like, it was always a fear of like the the growback period of like if you that's if a, you shaved it then you're it right itches, to have that fear you know, is so bad you're right yeah. to have that fear um, I, I cut it down but I never go like all yeah. the way I never go like baby smooth it's, it's always good to use top. a guard always use the guard yeah, yeah. yeah. Gordo I, I don't remember you're gonna have to help me have I told my pube shaving story oh yeah have <laughs> I have I done it more than once uh, yeah, well, I, one and a half times. <laughs> one you, and a half you, times. You did an abridged version once. Okay. Man, I'm glad you remember. All right. If anybody wants to hear the pube shaving story, you can go back to an earlier episode. Or but. the jerking off in a bag of chips story. Oh, jeez. <laughs> or, hey, I'll probably only tell that one once. That's a deep <laughs> cut, man. No, uh, but you're right to have the fear of it's, it's shaving itchy. your balls and having the grow back. Because yeah, what happens is it grows back. And it's got a flat edge to it instead mm -hmm. of having like the tapered edge mm -hmm. that like naturally growing hair would have. And it's just like, it's like getting tattooed with a guitar string. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> getting tattooed. Thighs, all yeah. Day. Oh yeah. Constantly all in day. your butt crack. Yeah. At work. In the creases yeah. of your balls. Here's another one. Behind the bar, whatever you do. It's just like, <laughs> you're talking to somebody and you're constantly just like, oh my God. <laughs> Groin areas. <laughs> All I want to do is go home. You're trying to just and shift rub yeah. lotion. See if you can yep. Catch your pants right, and dude. And it's like, <laughs> here's the other thing that that people don't talk about with that is, it's almost like your penis is a circus performer laying on a very tiny bed of nails that happens to be a bean bag, <laughs> like a bean bag of nails, like. No, it's like it's like your penis is doing a circus performer trick on a beanbag cactus. Is what it is because the hair on your balls grows back you in, and it's on super acid cool. during this experience. Hey, Gordo, Say what? Gordo, you, you think I should roll another one? <laughs> no, it's it's true. It's like, and I, this just occurred to me. One of the worst parts. Is it's like you shave that stuff and it grows back in, but people forget that their penis rests on their balls all day long, right? 
Rest on your balls all day long. Not everybody's. When, <laughs> not everybody's. Well, if your hair Yours is, and mine, If sure. your hair is naturally grown in, it's more like your penis is growing, is growing. It's more like your penis is resting on a beanbag made out of a bearskin rug. It's like very comfy. It's like sipping hot cocoa by a fire. It's very comfy. It's nice. It's yeah. a warm little cushiony place for your penis to lay. But when you shave it and it grows back in, it's those little tiny sharp-edged cocksuckers just constantly cock pokers. Yeah. Poking the bottom side of your wang all day long. <laughs> you just called your ball hair cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, call it, you called it like the cock prickers? Cock pokers. <laughs> Cow pokers. Yeah, man. It's like I saw a bed of nails trick once and that's like immediately what popped into my head, man. I was like, that's what my penis feels like. <laughs> <laughs> that's immediately what popped into your head? Immediately. Right. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah, man. It's awful. It's the worst. Fair enough. Off off mic. Don't since trim, just because I've, so I've made a good choice so far. Yeah, yeah you have. I'm yeah, proud of my... Let it grow. Okay, yeah. let's rank everybody on the podcast in order of hairiness. Okay, so obviously, Jay is the hairiest guy yeah. in the room. Not, yeah. not if you get my clothes off. Are you like? Are you bald from the beard my, down? My legs are surprisingly unhairy. My chest Same is not here. hairy. Yeah, I too. don't. It's like like pickle has that fucking like sweater Pick, vest. Yeah, pickle's got a furry whole like. He Dude. looks like a little critter. Of <laughs> <laughs> he looks I love like very surprisingly hairy, hairy people. Yeah. He looks like, like a you look werewolf. At them, they yeah. can't even grow a mustache. Like they've got like three hairs on their face. Well, Pickle's been going bald since he was like sixteen. I know he's got, <laughs> but then he takes off his shirt and it's just taco meat. City, Dude, he's dude. <laughs> covered in hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. From like his knees to his fucking neck. It's just like a, it's like a jumper. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> like a pube. <laughs> That's good. That? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, though. It's, it's a good sound effect. I hope the people, like, listening to the stream are getting the sound effects. I don't know if those are coming Let through the Let us know if out. you are. I got another, <laughs> another Let us know in the comments if you're hearing all the sound effects. If you're hearing Ren and Stimpy sound effects. That's so good. I got um, another friend who's like Pickle, but he's got, like, jet black hair. <laughs> so he no. takes his T-shirt off. Like, we go to the skate park sometimes, and he takes his shirt off, and I'm like... Did you fuck? Did like, you put on a sleeveless? Yeah, he's what? like still wearing. It looks like a full shirt. Like, the, the Tom Jones tuxedo. Yeah, it's called <laughs> thick hair. Holy thick fuck, dude! Black hair. He looks like a like a what's that fucking magazine? The World News. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Bad boy gets married. Yeah. Fucking my body. Wolf my body hair. Denver Skate Park. <laughs> my body hair looks like. Like, have you ever seen a an illustration of the migration of human beings on the planet Earth <laughs> over time? Mm -hmm. Where, like, there's it just, like... your head. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, like, you have... But it looks like all of human civilization started in my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks like the first civilizations were located right here in this region around this small mountain range and it's like and then there's just like trails of where they immigrated to different areas and it's like some of these people settled here in the thigh area that sound effect some of these, the word trails you know, then, then there was the tribes of valley dwellers that moved in the butt cheeks over here and uh, there's not much a lot going on here on the lower back so this is pretty scarcely populated and then um, 
and then it moves all the way up to the chest and of course this is like you know ample peaks here there's a lot of resources in this area up in the chest and then there was a huge population explosion up around the face uh, unfortunately the top of the region has since become uninhabitable <laughs> and we're starting to see uh, large large uh, populations of people starting to move down towards the south just because it's it's frankly uninhabitable up there so like in another like it basically what if you were to watch like a a a time lapse of that you would see like the different civilizations retreating from the top of my head down my face uh, <laughs> so yeah I would say I'm probably the second hairiest guy in the room okay I would say Max is probably the third hairiest guy in the room. Although, how's I your chest? I, I might be a, a shockingly unhairy person. Yeah. I I don't have the classic butt hair that everyone does have. I have a butt halo. I ain't got no butt hair either. <laughs> yeah, you got no, no butt hair. No got butt the, hair. I mean, Logan's still pretty baby faced. I am. And he's uh, got the he's got legs, the least amount of legs, facial arms. Hair. Yeah. Just, I'm just not a very hairy groin, individual. face, and head. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah. I would not even a whole lot. But I would say that you are more hairy than Gordo and Logan. Now, here's where the debate's going to come up. Uh -oh. Who's next? Logan or Gordo for the least hairy person? Because Gordo does have a beard, mm -hmm. but he's also bald on top. I don't know what the rest of his body looks like compared to Logan, who has You've long... You've thought about it before. <laughs> You've right? thought... When right. I've imagined hmm. scenarios... Is this the part where we all take our clothes off? <laughs> take Here our clothes we go. off. See, I'm not very... How are you <laughs> so in the cold torso? in here. How are you in yeah. the torso, uh, Gordo? Body hair-wise. It's about... I would, I would say it's moderately hairy. Okay. A yeah. fair amount of uh, back hair going on. I'm wearing overalls. Now, Logan has very long hair... And he has this, what he calls a beard, right oh, here. I don't, I, don't, I don't call it a beard. <laughs> you it's suggested he called it a there. beard. Actually, yeah. your, your beard has really been coming in. It does look nice. It's just long Welcome to squirrely. men complimenting each other's beards. <laughs> Today, we're joined by... I'm okay with taking the, you know... Last seat in the hairiest guy competition. You know? <laughs> let's see, don't let's see. You don't mind losing that one. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. dude, you're not that hairy on the torso. Yeah. And by the way, the overalls no shirt combo <laughs> is fucking awesome. I, I think I'd do it Hulk just City. for the live stream. Oh yeah, yeah. that's great. You're man. welcome. You're welcome, people. <laughs> this at show's home. getting Jay, do you want sexy. To trade spots? You and <laughs> then it got flagged. <laughs> No, that looks good. That's a good look, man. Yeah. No, see, okay, so then the hierarchy goes like this. It goes... My legs are less hairy. I would say it goes Jay, Aaron, Max, Gordo, Logan, in order from hairiest to least Probably hairy. Maybe. All right. Write your thoughts in the comments. <laughs> I mean, I got a little Let bit of through that. I got some under there, yeah, little, not much. A little armpit here. Yeah. So, uh, Jay, what are you going to do now that um, that you're moving out of that? Like, what is, do you have another opportunity that's coming up that is leading you away from being the curator over there at True? No, I just don't want so much shit to do. That That is, a, dude, you kind of, especially when you've got a kid, man, you yeah, got to like a couple things I spend time with my family and like, I'm not doing a good job at it anymore. Because I don't care. Chase two rabbits, catch none, right? <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, it's not fair to the space or the people who want to show there that I continue to do it because I don't, I just don't care. So what's going to occupy 
the largest percentage of your art time. Like, a, like aside I mean, from I mean, tattooing already do. does occupy the main, like tattooing and basically this, like right, basically working with you guys and then and and then tattooing are the two things that occupy most of my art time. How much freelance stuff are you doing right now? Like how not, much how much stuff much. are you doing for hire? Mostly it's tattooing that's it's, paying your bills yeah, right now. Yeah, it's mostly tattooing. Well, I love your stuff, you, and then you guys. I love that you know, it's a fucking I'm, tattoo, man. That's I, a fun I work the most on this stuff right now. Right. Um, <clears throat> on our stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, for sure. Oh, like outside cool. of tattooing, like my that's my main freelance gig. I have little projects in, you know, various stages of completion at all times, and I have probably more things that I forgot I'm supposed to do or said I was going to do than <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on. But dude, I love this stuff. I want to like I want to frame this stuff and. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, keep some it, of it, give some of it away. It's this just is gonna occupy stuff, space, man. you know. Send stuff to Tony. I'll give you the Matula drawing, when, dude. When we decide what we're doing with that, <laughs> I think we should just make unauthorized merchandise. I think so. Like, I, I feel like I don't know Jerry, so I don't want to. Well, how mad is he going to be if we make thirty T-shirts and we don't think, sell any of? I them. think you should put like an MF Ruckus logo on the chest and put that graphic on the back. That's a cool idea. Like that I would, would just do them, be in, I would do them white with blueprint. That's like an that's old like, school plumbing t-shirt. Just that's really cool. <laughs> get it done. I like that idea. And just like sell that at our merch like yeah. or not even sell it, just like give it away at the merch yeah. table. Yeah. Actually, I wonder what Jerry would think if he found out we were just like made a 30 like made 30 t-shirts that like rep his business with a logo that he didn't want but we think is hilarious and needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say I don't want to do it because I don't know Jerry. You can do it. I'm going to hit Jerry up. I would up. be happy if you guys did it. I think it would be awesome. I'm going to hit Jerry up. Or even do licensed, like, MF Ruckus Matula Plumbing Matula shirts. Plumbing shirts. I'll bet and just do a limited it. run. I'll bet he'd go for it. I'll bet if I called him up and I was like, 35 or 40 dude, or whatever. Dude, we love the shirt the Jay Party Lord did for you. Can I'm we please make it? Sorry, it looks like the Batman logo or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just give it away to people who like listen to the podcast. Yeah, what was what, what was his deal with the with the graphic? What? He just didn't like the way the logo looked. He the thought lo- it looked like, it the looks Batman like the Batman logo. logo. And he's not Batman logo. He's not wrong. It looks like the original, kind of like the original Batman logo because my style's a little cartoony right but it's like a metallica ripoff but i, I and it's just, super rad yeah it's it's really simplified and like bold but it kind of is too curvy i think i think it's super i don't, I don't think I like uh, jerry needs to be involved in his own art department <laughs> <laughs> it's like you that's, that's, that's deal with the plumbing side mm-hmm. of the i mean business. i'm sorry i don't know you jerry i know you probably don't even listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he does but but uh <laughs> you should not be involved with your creative decisions knowing jerry we would probably have to explain what a podcast is he'd be like so what is it? It's like, like sit around and talk. It's like uh, it's like a pretend radio show. Is that what it is? I've you had guys a sit around with people. Hey, it's like, you so know, it's like Seinfeld. You just sit around and talk to each other about nothing. Yeah, about my kids farts and shit. My kids, you know, they uh, they used to make radio shows. I mean, they were children, but it's adorable that you guys do it as adults. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should just do it without permission. I don't know. Uh, Max, what do you got? What are you working on, man? What's going on? What's new for you? What's um, that besides the freelance stuff? What's your big projects you got coming down the pike? I mean, kind of just everything's in the freelance world right now. It's that's my my main form of income. Um, 
I got some fun skateboards coming out for a relatively large company that I'm very excited about. Are you able to announce it yet or no? I don't know if I can yet, but... Because the ink, you haven't signed any ink to it yet? I I mean, the the files are in their hands, and they're going to... They're gonna make them, and then once they're cool. released, I can. That's really. Fun. That's they when I feel be, comfortable. <clears throat> they may be a monster of some kind. It's yeah. So that's what <laughs> the behemoth. That's, that's, be that's a behemoth. That's really cool, man. That's been the In big the exciting thing world. for me. Is you know, it's kind of. Uh, gotcha. It's a company I, I grew up riding. So, dude, and you know it's good because you can't talk about it. Yeah, that's like that's like what you want most for your friends. Yeah, is. May you have things that you can't talk about. The, May you have mm-hmm. irons in the fire that mm-hmm. that you can't talk about. Yeah, that's like any time you hear that happening <clears throat> to a friend, they're like, "Well, I've got this thing coming up that I'm not supposed to talk about." You're like, "The graphics are really good cool. for you. They're good really, for you. They're Thanks, really fucking dude. cool." Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm like, say that about everything I do from now on. Yeah, my pandas. Uh, I, can't, <laughs> I really, can't really talk about. I can't really talk about. I can't really talk about what we're not doing. I mean, what we're doing. Dude, just do that. Just do that in daily life, just to build intrigue around your life. It's like people go, "How was your weekend?" Just go. I, I can't really talk about it. <laughs> do you got to show it? What happened? It is cool, though. It is. That cool sounds like there's a court case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just. There's, that sounds well, like you had hey, to get a lawyer about. That's your fine. Yeah, you sounds have a good like point there, Jay. I mean, like it's like okay, so you know, like is that bad not talking about it, or is it good not talking about it? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's I fine. I think that's fine because it gets people asking questions. They're like, is it something good? Is it something bad? Oh, my God. What kind of secrets does he have going on in his life? Yeah, man. I think it it gives Uh, I'm excited for him because I can talk about literally everything. (laughs) (laughs) For now. (laughs) Right on. But, but dude, like, we we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, like, the feeling of, of, you know, sometimes feeling like things plateau or that nothing's going on. Dude, you were, like, building a body of work that is so impressive i'm i'm fine with that too like, like the stuff there's the stuff you've been doing for us there's the there, <clears throat> there's all that there's like all the but but going to your tattoo space and seeing just the shit up on the walls that you've been doing for people mm. like dude i was i was actually gushing to melon about how much i like your workspace nice like going Thank in you. there and just seeing all your art everywhere and being like holy fuck dude this guy is so prolific. He does so much stuff. This guy's gramming hard over here. No. <laughs> He's gramming hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I update maybe every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, but you, you look at that, you know, like, it's just a cascade of... Yeah. Like, just the walls in the art. shop are a cascade, too. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. really cool. I, I, I just try to be doing things, and, like, I, I think I try to forward... I, I try to put that vibe out to people that I take this seriously is not only a craft but i want to do good work and like i think when you put that behind it people trust you a little bit more because they're like okay like you have some sort of self-confidence in what you're doing right um and also i just think like there's a lot of tattoo shops that you go into where there's none of that shit and like that's not the part of tattooing i want to be a part of like, I want to be a part of the artisans and the craftsmen and the people who are, like, taking 
it seriously and trying to push it forward, but also maintain some of the like right. roots that are important and some of those, right. those ideas and concepts that are important to the thing. And like, I think that crosses a lot of boundaries in terms of music and art Absolutely. in general and, and any creative spaces. Yeah, I, um, I, I think um, a lot of times we make the mistake of pursuing the hit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pursuing a success rather than mm-hmm. the pursuit of building and aggregating a body of work. Yeah, a body well, of you know work. what I mean? And a body of work takes a lifetime or we're looking for the create. one the one spot to get over the wall right. that's perfect instead of just slowly building a staircase to get over the but wall. But the one spot like, always that always appears randomly when you're yeah and it's a lot harder to catch <laughs> yeah but when it happens you're like holy shit then you, yeah. then you kind of have the realization that you got there you know on purpose you're like oh wait this yeah. does seem like a random thing but i've put in four years worth of endless work yeah it's a natural yeah. occurrence yeah. considering what i've put into yeah. this yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean it's like the it's the it's like the napoleon hill think and grow rich concept right um which is an interesting book that people should read. Yeah. It, if they can get past the the cultural context of the content. And if they can get past the, I don't know if you saw, not too long ago, a bunch of stuff came out about Napoleon Hill. No, I didn't. About him kind of being a flim-flam man. <laughs> now, you know, now this is also in a time where we are learning a lot more about a person's complete character, uh-huh. you know, and I think we as a society are learning how to deal with a person's yeah. complete yeah. character. It's hard when your heroes fall, you know, they realize they're fallible. Right. There's that term, uh, fundamental attribution error, which mm-hmm. is like a term I heard from Malcolm Gladwell, okay. where he talks about, we often take attributions about people and assume that that is their fundamental essence. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, Oh, that person is generous. It's everything about them. When in actuality, people no. are from moment to moment, well, and generous ge- and they're generous, malevolent, to you for angry, reason. you know, yeah, uh, 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 apathetic, yeah. Uh, you know, awkward. Like any attribution you can think of. Like there's yeah. so many multiple dimensions. Yeah. Well, to a person, Napoleon Hill wasn't. I don't want to. No, he's not a person. I don't want to give him the pedestal. The concept is well, he put a lot that, of. Failure shouldn't halt you in your path and cause you to stop trying things. Failure should be looked at as opportunities to learn right. or learn learn what works, learn what doesn't work, or learn what you need to do next. And, and you shouldn't be daunted by the fact that not everything is going to work. Right. So just continue working and, and try to take little bits of like what worked, what worked here. Well, next time. What worked here. Well, and just because he has, just because he has a checkered background is no reason to throw the baby out with the bathwater yeah. and, and say what, well, and throw out everything else that he said. Cause he mm-hmm. did say, and I think the quote you're talking about is every setback or every failure carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like even when you fuck up, that is going to give you the necessary tool, like yeah. information that you need yeah. to do it differently the next time that you go through. Yeah. You know, go out and eat shit as much as you possibly. It's like being a stand-up comedian, you yeah. know. Go out and eat shit as much you as you, you possibly can. You can't do it without fucking eating shit. Like, uh, that's... 
that's one of those things that I don't know if you've had this experience or not, but like people always talk to me and they're like, Oh, you're so talented at art. Like you must be like just a natural. And I'm like, no man, this is 30 fucking years of me trying shit, sucking at everything, but wanting to do this more than I want to do anything else. Yeah, You know how many like different styles you try and attempt and different types of art. You're like, Oh, like I really want to fucking paint. And you're like, I actually kind of suck at this medium really, really right, bad. Yeah. I'm like, For drawing like, is not a thing you can't learn to do right yeah and and, and you got to go you got to go out and have those experiences where you want to quit because that's what's going to build up your perseverance that's what's going to build up your threshold for that's where you learn a lot about yourself yeah yeah yeah. for sure if you are willing to go back to that after like blowing it and being super bummed and you're like well that really fucking sucked and kind of broke my spirit you're like that's but I still want to keep fucking That's trying it. How That's, you know it's right. the thing you should be doing? Yeah. I think. I mean, I've blown it a hundred different times. Like, hey man, when I was a screen printer, the dude who replaced me was like miserable the whole time I trained him. And when he got done, he was constantly just like, "Why do you just let me fuck shit up?" I'm like, "Because you remember now n- not to do that. Yeah, you, yeah. you remember the thing I told you to do. Why would you rob people before. of their destiny? Like, you've got to let you've got like because my training wasn't good because I knew everything right away. It was good because I fucked up a ton of shirts, pants, everything. I've ripped hoodies in half, fighting them off the press and thrown shit across the room. Right, like, right, right. It, it was not without its struggle. Well, the like, struggle is part of the important part. Right? Those, those are super important, those moments when you fuck things up. And, like, when I was younger in high school, I was, I was an airbrush artist on the beach, like, in the fucking Lost Boys, pretty much. And I, cool. in Maine. I like, yeah. <laughs> Max and, is from Maine. Yeah, I'm from uh, Maine. Do you know Kiefer Sutherland? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, continue. Yeah, and, and you know, like there that. were times where my boss, I was a young kid, but I was still working with the product that he had to buy. And he's like, well, if you fuck up a shirt, you got to pay for it. And that's how you learn very quickly. Like, man, I don't know what I did last time, but I am now losing like $40 a week. You yeah. know, well, and you then, can quantify your progress at that yeah. point. Well, and then you ask the guy next to you, you're like, hey, how did you do that? Can I watch you next time you do that? Right. That that gives you motivation to learn new things. Yeah. There's a new uh, skills. There's a there's a theory in in the clinical side of psychology that basically says if you solve people's problems for them, they're liable to resent you rather than thank you. Yeah. You know, really what a lot of the therapeutic model is is just holding space for people to come in and work their problems out on their own. Yeah. You know, get a, ask them the right questions so that they tap into their own resources and they make it fucking yeah. happen. Let people mm-hmm. have an experience. Right. Because that's part of what we talked about earlier in the show, which was, you know, our intrinsic drive for meaning. And when we figure things out on our own – that gets locked away in that part of our brain that is the narrative of our life. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the, 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 the story of our life. Then it, it's one of those milestone moments of like, and then just when I thought I was ready to give up, this happened or this yeah. turned around or this is what it actually turned out to be. Mm-hmm. And if you don't allow people to have those experiences, you're essentially moment by moment 
preventing them from having a meaningful life. Yeah. Yeah. You're like castrating their soul. Yeah. And keeping them from becoming the, the, the enriched human being they will be eventually. And that is a terrifying thing when I think about my kid. Yeah. I was, I was waiting for that to come up. Like, you know, because yeah. I want to give him as much information as I possibly yeah. can. Yeah. But I also know that the things that I went through that I would not wish on my son, you know, the mistakes I made that mm -hmm. I would not wish on my son, for better or worse, you know, I like who I am most days. Yeah. And I want him to go through the experience of reaching the edge of the abyss of his darkness and then mm -hmm. coming out and becoming mm -hmm. a better person because of it. For sure. I'll tell you, you what, want, I don't want to know wanna, about it. Though. You want to keep him close enough to the abyss edge to teach him some shit and you yeah. want to keep him reined in enough that they don't fall all the way in. And that's terrifying. You know? Yeah, for sure, man. It's I'm, like, I'm, I'm watching I'm what, a year ahead of you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm watching Sarah struggle with, you know... She's, she is self, you know, admitted herself that having a kid has made her kind of a germaphobe, you know? Yeah. Like she's, a, she's afraid of things like that happening. And it's like, I'm afraid of it too. I don't want him to get sick. Little images of him just dying in random tragedies pop in my head. Sick yet? All the, uh, he hasn't gotten like badly sick, but he's mm -hmm. had a couple nights where he seemed just off and he was a little needier than usual. And I think that's like, as long as they're eating. Yeah. No, as as he's they're eating, eating. They're fine. Yeah. Like she's had fevers for a week and a half. She got the flu this year, this last year. And like, it's, it sucks and it's scary, but also you're just like, okay, like we just keep an eye on it. Right. If you got to go to the hospital, you go to the hospital. Yeah. If you got to fucking do something, you do something. You've got to go through it but in like, order to develop that. You know, there's a, yeah. there was like, a, a day and a half, two days, where she's vomiting constantly. That's terrifying, too. Barfing all over the place, all over herself, all over everything else. And you're just like, oh, man. And you just look at this miserable little person who has no concept of what's going on. And you're yeah. like, fuck, I wish I could take do, it away, do something or take it away. And I can't. And this is going to be fine. Oh, we're going to be inconsolable the first yeah. time he gets really sick. Yeah. Yeah. You well, know? and... and my Sarah was also the first just terrified, just panicking. Yep. And I'm and I'm, you know, asking people who we know and I'm like, What do you think? And they're like, just as long as as long as she's eating and she's not super lethargic, she should be exhausted but not like Well like that super lethargic. She's all right. The mm -hmm. the 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 troublesome parts notwithstanding, one of the great things about the age that we live in is is just how much information there's access to, yeah. you know, how many yeah. resources are there. You can you can pretty much get an answer to anything, any problem that poses you within a few minutes. Yeah. If you if you dig deep enough or ask the right person. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's just I'm, don't ask WebMD because it's always fucking cancer. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh yeah, I mean I've I've had you know, I've heard therapists straight up say like like Hey, you've got to go on a news fast, or you've got to go on a yeah, social man. media fast, yeah, or man, you've man. got to go on a just an information fast. Yeah, put your phone down. Yeah, put your phone down and stop looking up stuff that's going to give you a panic attack, mm -hmm. because if you look for it, you'll find it. Yeah. Oh, that shit's terrifying, too. I can't tell you how many times I was like, hmm, I have random, very common ailments, and they're like fucking pancreatic cancer, brain oh, yeah. cancer, everything. Yeah. I'm like... Like, it can be this or it can be cancer. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, man. It's either, or you it's either diagnosable. 7-Eleven taquitos yeah, and now your stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's easily diagnosable and you can solve it with a Tums or you might have ass cancer. Which is only you. certain good parts of, by yeah. the way. Yeah, you, you might have You don't want any of the bread. Yeah, tachyditis. <laughs> you don't want yeah. tachyditis. Tachyditis, acute tachyditis. Yeah. <laughs> tachyditis. Every day, v- millions of Americans are affected, affected by acute tachyditis. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of that in here when I first walked in. Yeah. Oh, taquitosis. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I I I, I get it a lot. Um, uh, what what would you call it from chicken wings? Because all I eat is fried food five days a week. Ooh. Mm. Like I get it for free. You know brown, what I mean? Brown Just food. Greasy gut. I don't know. Oh yeah. Gut, yeah. Dude, I actually I had a scare uh, last year um, where I had a. Uh, been getting heart palpitations tight and Ooh. i was at work and i was getting head rushes and i got i got really scared and i went to um i went to the hospital unfortunately i have insurance through my job and i went and uh and they were just asking me kind of what my diet was like what some of my habits were like you know and changes and i was like i was like well i did start drinking this cbd coffee and yeah, she said man. that's what it is yeah Definitely. She's like, she's like, like, you're just, you're just having a reaction. The additional substance in the coffee acts as a catalyst. People think it, it smooths it out, but it doesn't. The two drugs just act as a catalyst for one another, and and they just magnify the effects. But then, but and and that was like a relief. But then, of course, she does the thing that they do in the medical field now, which is like, but for nine ninety nine ninety nine, I can tie you up to every machine in this room, and we can run every diagnostic test. Yeah. You know, Charlie, take them to the showroom can, and show them the machine. We can run you machine. through emissions. Dude, that shit happened to me in the fall. Right after Number of the Beast, I woke up and I had this, like, super bad stomach cramp. I, like, couldn't, like, move. I'd get up. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I went down to urgent care and they were like, oh, yeah, like, you either just have, like, a stomach ache or, like, it might be this one bacterial infection but we can only tell you it's that if you go to the er and do this and this you get like mris worth of tests dude four thousand dollars worth of shit for like they were like oh yeah you have a bacterial infection in your intestine and you take this antibiotic for four days and you're done right so you did it yeah i I had to go because they were like it's been it was going on for like a week and i was like holy shit they're like we can only prescribe you the antibiotics if you go do all this shit. That I was sucks because like, you're like scared and yeah. you don't know what it is. Yeah. And you're like fucking. Yeah, money you'll do it. And yeah, my they health just is abuse you by yeah. fucking taking advantage of the fact that you're that you're compromised by being in pain. Yep. Yeah. And and <clears throat> feeling off, and also you're frightened. Yeah. It's one of those things the too, where they're like, "Oh yeah, it's a little tiny infection, but if you wait long enough, it's probably just going to fucking kill spread, you. and then you'll die." And I'm like. Fucking web right. It's like, well, it could be this thing or yeah. dude, like I talked to you when I was on my way to urgent <clears throat> care. Yeah, yeah. Like I recently just got a nasty fucking cold. Yeah. Like really bad cold. I felt like shit. You were, and you were was, just stretched out enough that it whacked oh, your immune system. Oh yeah. And I and I like 
I had a fever and I had, you know, a nasty throat. Like you could see it. Like I did one of those, um, it's not WebMD. It's called doctor on demand. Do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's where like you go in and you get on a waiting list and you like Skype with the doctor doctor. and like this lady comes on and she reads a couple things. She goes, we cannot deal with this over the phone. You're going to have to go to urgent care or the ER right away. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm glad I waited for that. Yeah. But Sarah is sitting there going, you got to go to urgent care. You got to go to urgent care. We got a baby. You got to find out what this is. And I, and I, and I go, I'm going to go. The closest one that takes my plan is 40 minutes away in Parker. I'm going to show up there. They're going to run a bunch of tests. They're going to ask a bunch of questions and they're going to tell me to go home and and take ibuprofen and sleep and drink lots of water. She goes, well, you need to go. We have a baby. We have a baby. Did you get your flu shot? I'm like, yes, I got a flu shot. I'm good. I just have a really bad cold and his immune system is fine because he's breastfeeding off of you. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. I drove all the way out there. 40 minutes, I went in, I did the thing. By the way, they have iPads in the waiting room. I was just thinking to myself while I was sitting there, I was like, that thing has more germs than I do. Yeah, right. Just a bunch yeah, of grubby little kids in an iPad what? waiting Guaranteed. room. Yeah. How hard do you think it would be to like, like hack the Skype a doctor thing and get your own video <laughs> on it and just have like, like a bloody apron. So overalls and no shirt. And crazy makeup, just... The, the old school night. reflector thing oh, yeah. on the head, you know? So that yeah, they can't, we can't quite see your face because we it's can't deal with this over the phone. You're going to have to come directly gonna, to my basement. You're going to have <laughs> to <laughs> go. <laughs> you're going to have to come to a undisclosed warehouse in the middle of nowhere. You're going to have to come to my home practice, <laughs> and have, like, some which of those is old in a mansion on top of you're gonna walk, be, and you're gonna bad. walk into his basement, and it's gonna play fucking Alice Cooper. <laughs> He's got a plastic cauldron with dry ice and a green light in it. It's just like bubbling out. Sounds kind of badass. Yeah, it does sound I'm, pretty badass. I'm into it. Yeah. And then they get out there, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. I'm just we gotta talk I'm, a, to, I'm a weirdo on the internet. <laughs> we gotta talk. <laughs> trying to scare you. We gotta talk to Keith about this one. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm not even really a doctor. You should probably call back. Are you, you look sick? really sick? <laughs> oh, get out of my house! Don't get me sick. Oh wait, he's really sick. Yeah. No. So yeah, they they did. Have you guys ever had a, a flu test before? I don't think so. They take a stick, and it's not a cotton swab. Why do you got to? They take a stick. Just immediately, <laughs> they take a stick, and they give you. They Where's give it you. Going, Aaron? They give you a pre-talk. <laughs> they give you a pre-talk, and they go. This is gonna hurt. <laughs> they go. They go. People hate this. It's gonna feel like I'm gonna dig around in your brain for a little bit. They're like, no. I'm gonna stick this up my nose. I'm gonna stick this up your nose. Up. <laughs> And then this I'm gonna go total recall. No, and then they're like, and then I'm gonna go a little <laughs> further here because I've got to get all the way up into your sin- sinus cavity. Oh, and they're like, all I can tell you to do <laughs> is relax. And I just closed my eyes and took a deep breath. And I was a good boy. That bums me out so hard. But they took yeah. the stick and they jammed it into my sinus and then they pushed past that point and they got like, oh. dude, I felt it in like my, my tear duct, man. No deal. And I just no had, and they pulled it out. Nope. And then they I'm jammed. Fine. Then they jammed another one in my throat and I went, ah. Oh. <laughs> and they took that swab and then they took all that away. Uh, and then a doctor came in and go, goes, okay, we ran the test. 
You came back negative for strep A and B and the two types of flu that we test for. Now, there are literally a million strains of flu, yeah. and we test for two of them. So, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, you have you a really bad cold. Have the flu. You can go home. You can that take. That doctor said you're yucky. Yeah, you can go <laughs> home. Gross. You can take some ibuprofen. You can take Tylenol in between the ibuprofen. Your baby will be fine because he's breastfeeding and ten months old. Because he's so young, he actually probably has a more robust immune system than either of you guys do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just don't kiss him on the mouth. I know that's hard, but just don't kiss him on the mouth, and everything will be fine. And like, drink lots. I'm of driving water. home, and Sarah calls me on my way home, and I tell her all this, and she just gets kind of quiet on the other end you know and she's like are you mad at me and I'm like no I understand it's fine I just really like to come home and go back to bed if that's okay that's yeah. that's actually the worst yeah. thing is when you go and you get all those tests done and they don't tell you shit yeah, yeah. Because, you, like, they don't give you anything or help at all yeah like <laughs> I have this thing that happens to me where I get this these flu like symptoms and it only lasts for like 24 to 36 hours but it's like it's it's a regular thing and I you know I tried to get it checked out I went through this crazy blood test that cost like $2,000 or something, you know, and, um, what? and my doctor was like, Oh With yeah. No insurance. And he right? said, he said, you have, um, it was family ill Mediterranean flu. And I was like, he's like, you know, what's your, <laughs> like, what's your ancestry? And I was just like, I'm not from the Mediterranean. <laughs> I'm from Kansas. <laughs> I'm from Kansas. And there's a lot of Scottish in me, you know, like, so it's like, no, no. Of course, it came back that I don't have that, and I don't have a billion other things. Right. Yeah. So, in other words, like, sorry, dude, can't tell you shit. Thanks for the yeah. two thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, thankfully, I had insurance that covered you know a vast majority of that, but I was just like, holy fuck, yeah, like man. really? Yeah. I yeah, mean, man. Whatever. So stupid. I guess. I guess I'll keep on living. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll just have this flu every couple of weeks yep. for twenty four well, yeah, hours. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> that's, right? that's it's really great. Be sure really to great. join us next week when we'll be talking about how unfair it is that you can only get groceries delivered to you if you have a magic phone. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Join us next week. Flint still doesn't have clean water. Join us yeah. next week when we'll be talking about how they should open another window. At the post office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like AM talk radio now. Join us next week when we'll be it's talking like... about how someone should really pick this up. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll be talking about how kind of uncomfortable it is to shave your pubes. Yeah. <laughs> Max, do you, do you remember worst. how we met? Because uh, I don't. We met at the basement of Three Kings. Is that when we met? Yeah. I, I kind of knew you guys. Dude, I then. keep hearing these stories about people meeting in the basement of Three Kings. That's really cool. That's how I met Jake Fairley. Yeah. That's right. You said that. It was because of you and Jake Fairley. Yeah. Just like cool art shit. shows down there? Yeah, yeah we, we had, had art show. We had one year. art show down there. That was like the very, very beginning of like, I was out of school and was working at Kid Robot at the time. Yeah. And my boss there was always encouraging me to, like, draw more. It was my first, like, I didn't really do much illustration before that. And I was like, all right, cool. And then we were, like, I was living in the neighborhood. We were like, we should try and do an art show at one of the bars over here. And I think think it was maybe Joe talked to you guys and got the show lined up. And I was like, holy shit. I was like the first, like, dude, art show. Like, this is crazy. That's really funny. And then it was like. 
Sam Turner agreed to be in it. I was like, oh my god, like this art shows with Sam Turner. Like I've seen him do a bunch of shit. And then yeah. Joe's like, Jay's Jay Party Lord is going to be in it. I was like, holy fuck, dude! Like maybe like know these people, but I've known them around town. Yeah, and it was kind of like this crazy event to be like, whoa, this is sweet. Now we're yeah. all going to hang out, and I was like super intimidated to meet everyone, and now like everybody's best friends. Yeah, dude, yeah. that that's one thing I really miss about that job. I don't miss the late nights. I don't miss the chaos. Well, maybe a little. <clears throat> I miss the chaos a little. Yeah. I don't like. I don't miss facilitating the destruction of my fellow man, but I do miss being on the outside of the cauldron yeah. of the creative slurry, yeah. the local it's, creative slurry. It's, you it's know? really like a like that. That culture is like the fuck. I had it in my head. No, I it's so that. cool, dude. Like when, I remember. You guys, like Sean and Joe and uh, and all the other kind of up-and-coming, like, Hesh artists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The rock and roll artists that, yeah. were, that were coming in. I remember seeing you guys coming in, and I remember thinking to myself, like, this is the next generation. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was, we're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was really cool. And I, I mean, I think it's I, it's... I'm very flattered that it was such a big deal to you yeah. because I saw you guys as like the cool up and comers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I saw you guys as like that that hip Broadway crowd. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was yeah, yeah. really fun to to be a part of that, to yeah. oversee that, and to even help a few people here and there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah for sure. You know? Yeah, and that show is super cool too just because, like I was saying, that was like our first intro to like – I had been in Denver for a while, but I was in school. And I didn't really, like, know too many people. Yeah. Right. Like, close enough to be like, oh, like, I know these people at this bar, and I know all these people, like, who do this. Like, I just was like – I go, I walked down to Three Kings, and I I know you. And yeah. I didn't yeah. really know many other people. So it was just this kind of crazy – that was, like, almost like a, a rite of passage into, like, oh, damn, I, like – feel welcome in this city and it's super yeah, rad yeah. like there was I there was it. there was something on the Colorado original <clears throat> music community that got put up today which was Jen McCrory bless her heart always trying to steer the conversation in like a positive direction <laughs> shout out to Jen she posted something you know she must have been seeing a whole lot of hate about something she's like let's stick with something positive what do people love about our scene she put up some posts about that today and one thing that i love is like I don't know how much touring you guys have done and like how much traveling you've done. I know a little bit about how much you've done, Joe, but it's like, or Jay, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a little bit like for people who don't do it a lot, they might not know that there are few places that are as active as we are here. And, you know, we did a lot of touring and we, we went to some places that were bigger markets yeah. than us, L.A., New York, you yeah. know, Seattle, uh, you know, places like that. But we also went to a lot of places that would have looked at Denver as being another San Francisco, Seattle, Austin, yeah. you know, yeah. like we're not at the top of the list, but we are definitely in the top, like the the, the, the upper 95th percentile. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. in terms of cultural activity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would say 95th, if not 98th percentile in terms of mm-hmm. urban areas in the country. For sure. Like, we really Especially do. in the last decade. Oh, yeah. 
It's crap, but, it, but it's been that way for a while. Even when people talk about like the den void, yeah, you yeah. know, when nothing was going on, like in the nineties and eighties and shit yeah. like that, there were still rad bands. There were it's, still like, it's interesting. Cause it's like a slightly bigger market than Milwaukee where I grew up. Right. And like, there's always stuff happening, but it's not always popping off on a national scale where people right. are paying attention to it. Like a lot of things don't make it out, but they're always happening. And I think that's why I came here instead of staying there is like there, it seemed like it was ripe for the change for the, right. for the, for the boulder to roll down the hill. You know, it seemed like things were going to start building momentum when I came out here in 2010. Right. And it seemed like it's, people talk about Denver being a boom and bust town all the time. And it's, it seemed like it was about to tip into the, right. into the boom area. Um, and, and like, it's it's now kind of tapering off a little bit. It feels like, at least, I don't know if it's just me. It it feels we like might it's, just be acclimating to it. It also feels mm -hmm. a little bit like it's hitting stride now, right? And like it might roll for a little while, right? It's know? like it's like, uh, oh God, what's the word that I'm looking for? It, it's we're reaching homeostasis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you sure. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like there's a, that big a, flare up. We're a national like, stop on tours now, like right. consistently for bigger acts, and there's more bands coming out of here that are getting recognized. Right. People have been looking at Denver more actively because there's national acts. We have a greater bandwidth. Like we have a greater bandwidth for the surge of data. For sure. Have we reached peak Denver? <laughs> I don't think so, but but I but we also haven't reached peak human civilization. You no. know what I mean? Like no. like the human the civilization that will be here a thousand years from now on top of our old civilization is going to is going to be something that we can scarcely conceive of from this point in history. Yeah, and then a thousand years after that, you know, it'll be something even even bigger than that like yeah like prime form is inevitable but it also continues to push out into the horizon mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. yeah man hey why don't we on that on that on that esoteric <coughs> deep note why don't we call it man all right let's call it's it right deep. Deep. yeah deep. that's good do, do you guys remember Battle Beasts? <laughs> I do. Remember yeah, that? I do. Battle Beasts were cool. I was talking about, about toys for a minute. You just watched that fucking The Toys That Made Us thing, right? No, the, those guys weren't on there. I was just thinking about them the other day, and I was like, them shits were cool. Do you remember Savage Mondo Blitzers? Savage we Mondo Blitzers? Yeah, what? Yeah. I don't remember that. They're, they're more our gen, like between mine and his generation. They're do you remember Inhumanoids? Toys. No. Oh, and human. I mean, I, I know of them, but what, I don't. What's a Savage Mondo blister? Savage blister? Mondo blister. I've got a Blitzers. Savage Mondo blister on my foot. They were like I these went hiking little, around with my walking club. They were like these little, like, monster and horror. Like, one was like a, a knight swinging like a giant morning star mace over his head. Savage all, Mondo they all, had, they all had wheels. They're on uh, like hot rod skateboards, yeah. skateboards. Some of them like always hot, the, hot rod skateboards. Some of them like there's a thing built into them that they're like riding. Oh, and some of them I remember like, those. Oh, it's like a skeleton. Yeah, that, they come in. That they come in very familiar. Vertically, now. diagonally, blister packed like seven packs yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's during that like late '80s, early '90s boom of like little toys where you could buy a bunch like Monster in like my the pockets, Muscle Man, and shit. Muscle, Muscle Man. Muscle Man. Fucking, 
Uh, Logan had all the muscle um, men. Yeah, He Man. No, Logan no, had, no one had all Battle the Beasts. muscle men. <laughs> Battle Beasts whoa, were whoa, part whoa. of that too. It's kind of impossible. Battle, Battle, Battle Beasts had the man, little man. the little window had, on the chest yeah, that was heat activated, and you saw what element they were from. A little hologram on the chest, and they were all different animals. They were like mech suit. Bodies with a different animal head. Yeah, there was a ton of those. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Dude, man, so those much of that, uh, so much of that, are like cartoon shows, like Mask. Yeah. You remember yeah, Mask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much Mask. of that stuff yes. informed <laughs> the way I brand the band. Awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> Me <it's> too. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, the this way you guy, brand the band. This guy has this. This guy has this power, and he has this ability. Yeah, and here's man. here's all the cool little attributes about him, and like. You know, Logan's all, you know, you guys do the D&D thing, too. Yeah, that's man. like, that's a big part of it. It's yeah. like, oh, I got to level yeah. up my attributes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. G.I. Joe's nice. always had the stat card on the back of the mm-hmm. blister pack. It's nice having, like, a point of reference, too. You're like, oh, man, like, this is like that one character from that yeah. one toy line that yeah. was super fucking sweet. Yeah, man. Mutagen. Fucking man. Dino Riders was my shit. That's important. Yeah. Dino <clears throat> Riders. Like, anytime, anytime you hear people worrying about creating something original, it's like, dude... Get over it, man. Everything yeah. is derivative. Yeah, we've done it. That's how Don't primates. Worry. That's how primates do yeah. it, man. We were talking it's, about this last time. Yeah, yeah. It's like you see one monkey digging in a in yeah. in a hole with a stick, and you go, "Ah, that's a good idea. Maybe I can improve upon his design." Yeah. 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 But I'm at very least, I'm going to copy the way that he yeah. digs a hole with a stick. Because yeah. that was a really good idea. Yeah. And it's yeah. working very yeah, yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try it out, but give it my own spin. Yeah, yeah. man. Dude, yeah. when I was 16, I wrote a uh, rock opera about Buckaroo Banzai. Whoa. What? It was awful. I'll bet it was amazing. At the time, I really, really enjoyed it. I'll bet if you released it as a kid, people would have been like, "This child is brilliant." Do you remember? How do you you release anything when you're 16 years old? (laughs) The space rabbit (laughs) to my face. Oh yeah, Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, dude, that uh, Bucky O'Hare is a heavy metal comic. Is it? Like, uh, or no, it's not a heavy metal comic, but it is a comic series. Yeah, yeah. It's like same world as like Ninja Turtles and Battletoads. And like mm. Howard the Duck. And how, yeah, yeah. It was Which like. It's a Marvel title. No, yeah, but I have, I'm I actually have a couple Bucky O'Hare comics at home. That's awesome. Yeah, Bucky O'Hare's cool, it's man. It's a good show. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks to everybody for listening to the podcast. Thanks for watching the live stream and being patient with us while we get the sound dialed in. It gets a little better every time, and hopefully by episode 100, which is coming right around the corner. Woo! Man, I what can't wait to do. Only nine to go. Cool. Uh, I've got I've got Mikey from the Nug Nation on the show. Womp. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be cool. Mikey from the Nug Nation yeah. was like, "Let me have episode 100," and I was like, "Okay." He doesn't want episode 420. No. Oh uh, well, it's gonna be a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, let's let's make it to episode 100, and then we'll see how cool. it goes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Who knows if it gets too big and we do too many episodes, we might want to quit because actually people start actually paying attention to it. I'm just stone and playing on my yeah, dish. and making demands. If it gets too big, it won't be. Are fun. we gonna do two ones for the homies? Two ones for the homies. Yes, dose actually, for the homies. I think that's cool. Dose for the homies. All right. So yeah, each of so Max, do you know about the one for the homies? Shout out. I don't. Okay. So every episode of the show, we give our guests the opportunity to do a one for the homies shout out, where okay. they pick a band that they think deserves a little extra love, and we'll look it up, and uh, on the audio version of the podcast when we release it, Gordo will tag a song by that band on the end of the episode so people uh, have something to listen to while they're deciding what podcast to listen to next. So you guys are each going to get to do a one for the homies. Yes, your first time. 
You need well, a second or you got one? I, I need a second. You got to go first. Okay. I need some, uh, some. I'm going to shout a band from Milwaukee that when I heard Warlock Pincers when I moved here. Yeah. I was immediately reminded of this band that's it's probably actually from the suburbs. I think some of the dudes are from Anomaly Falls. I could be wrong about that. They're called House Cat Sized Fennec. House Cat Sized Fennec. You can find them on Bandcamp. I just bought a couple of their records on Bandcamp because I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot about this band. And they're like a punk rock band, but they're like a little weird. Mm. And the song I'll probably do is called Pensacola or Bust. And it's a song about abortion clinics and Christians in the 90s. Cool. And it is pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right. Get all that, Gordo. Sweet. You got that, Pensacola Gordo? or yeah, Bust I, by I House Cat right Size Fennec. Yeah. All right. I think, Gordo, I think Gordo's favorite part about the show is all the bands out. that he learns about yeah, by, just by producing them. Oh, too. it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. All right, Max, what do you got? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, uh, my, my good friend, Nick Shoulders and the OK Crawdad. Uh, he's from the OK Crawdad. Yeah. He's originally from Arkansas, currently living in New Orleans. Um, he'll actually be playing here in April. I think he's playing April 2nd, but, uh, high dive. He played here last, last summer and it's fucking super awesome what he calls wobbly grandpa music (laughs) (laughs) wobbly grandpa music rad country and you know if there was a section at the record store that just said wobbly Wobbly grandpa Grandpa music I'd buy everything they had in stock yeah Yeah. 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 somebody needs to make a wobbly grandpa music fucking like just drunk domino Spotify playlist. <laughs> Somebody make that. Yeah. Uh, Somebody make the wobbly grandpa. I'm pretty sure my play. drunk playlist on Spotify could be qualified as a wobbly grandpa <laughs> station. So yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a wobbly, not a grandpa. I'm just a wobbly pa. Is there a particular song that you would recommend? Um, his probably the most popular one is Snakes and Waterfalls. Um, but yeah. All his stuff's great. It goes, That's, don't go snake in waterfalls. <laughs> just to, to the boa constrictors <laughs> that you used to. Womp, 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 womp. That's why I didn't make the joke. <sighs> All right. Good God. Snakes and waterfalls. All right. Good talk, guys. Yeah. Good talk. Oh, thanks so yeah. much for coming. Go thanks, thanks for having us here. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming. Been the out. Wobbly Grandpa podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. You're listening to the Wobbly Grandpa podcast. <laughs> Next week, we'll talk about getting my shoes fit so I don't wobble so much. Next week, we'll talk about how I don't really care for mayonnaise anymore. <laughs> Next week, we'll talk about I'm giving all my stuff away. (laughs) Take it down so I can watch you enjoy it. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the motherfucking podcast. Thanks to our guests, Max Sherman and Jay Partylord. Thank Thanks you. to our producer, Gordo, in the Gordo. booth. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for your feedback on the live stream. Uh, the the audio podcast version will sound much better, we promise. Thanks we're working for, on it. Yeah, we're thanks, getting it done. Thanks to Sepultra for making my teenage years Yeah, thanks years for Velveeta <laughs> for making our teenage years better. <laughs> and yeah. Sepulveda. Yeah. Thanks, Sepulveda. Thanks, Sepulveda. Yeah, uh, Sepultra, thank you so much. Uh, I'm stealing this is, these rolling papers. Yeah, no, dude, I got a whole fucking box of them, man. I'm never going to roll that those. many joints in my life. My grandkids are going to be rolling joints with those things, man. I can't roll a joint for shit. I smoke a joint like a month. Uh, 
Thank you so much for listening to the motherfucking podcast. Thanks so much to our patrons for supporting everything we do. I'm Aaron. I'm Logan. I'm Gordo. We'll catch you next week. Sing. <laughs> Ding dong, banana. <laughs> that I'm Gordo sound clip at the end. Of the end. <laughs> I'm Gordo.